Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. You went the better it got. Boom, boom. Welcome to Silver and Gold. Uh, the love is here. The Zom <laughs> is here. And stuff. And stuff. Uh, yeah, Silver and Gold is back. We are on episode 41, I believe. We're bringing you some. Uh, some uh, action-y, truction-y this week with uh, 1978's High Ballin', starring Peter Fonda and Jerry Reed in a somewhat naked Helen Shaver. <laughs> and 1998's Black Dog, starring uh, Patrick Swayze, Randy Travis, <laughs> and kind of starring Meatloaf. I wish he was in it more. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be our reviews this week. Light show, early morning recording. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, my optometrist <laughs> fucked us people. <laughs> fucked us right in the ass. So Zom, uh, how Well, you? she's not my optometrist, and guess what? She's not going to be, because she forced us to fucking uh, switch <laughs> our goddamn days, and then the fucking bitch uh, canceled the goddamn appointment about uh, 15 minutes ago. Yeah, so my uh, my work schedule—that's what you call a cunt move—is largely <laughs> nocturnal, and um, so getting up at eight thirty in the morning now feels like six thirty to me. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, that's all right. I shouldn't have said cunt move because there's actually females that have been asking me where our they can listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, oh. Yeah, nobody listens. Nobody uh, asked me to where to listen to the show, so <laughs> we'll be safe. Um, we'll just yeah, but you're not out there. I'm out there. You're, you're making making connections, man. I know it's sickening. It's gross. I'm turning into a gross person, <laughs> wallowing in the filth. Yay! Or is that? I'm sorry, wallering. Wallering in the filth. Yeah, fucking a plus. I am. I think that's what Randy Travis would say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wobbler in the field now. Patrick Lazy, I'm gonna get up your truck and I'm gonna ride on Eat shit, Wes. Now you're getting into it. So, sir, what, you're have feeling you that. what have you been watching this week? All right, since I'm the only one that watched anything this week except a fucking TV show a thousand fucking times. Uh, okay, let's see. What we got going on here? Um, let's see. Okay, the first movie I watched was called How I Spent My Summer Vacation, a.k.a. Get 
de gringo. Starring mm. Mel Gibson. Uh, this was a Mel Gibson movie. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> a friend of mine um, got this to me somehow. Um, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's one of those movies, it's not bad, but it's just uh, like, I mean, he gets put in a Mexican prison. Mm-hmm. And if like like the prison in the Turkish prison in um, Midnight Express, which is basically it's just like a big city with guards and everybody just pretty much does whatever the fuck they want. That's what this is like. And most of the people, if not like ninety nine percent of the people, are not. Um, they're just gross. They're 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 assholes. Fucking criminals and just it's just I don't know it wasn't bad it wasn't good it was just kind of like and my natural hatred for uh, the goddamn Nazi uh, Jew hunter Mel Gibson I don't you know so anyway he's getting old now he he looks at he's trying to still be you know whatever Mel Gibson whatever straighten up motherfucker and maybe I'll like you again <laughs> fucking douche next thing I watched was a movie called High Crimes. Yeah. And uh, I forgot to look up uh, what exa- how you exactly – this is a Franco Nero um, it, it's an eye movie. And uh, <laughs> uh, it was pretty good. I watched this movie in its entirety while I was getting the brakes fixed on my car. Zetote Zengen Sinjin Night. So that might not even be Italian. That's some kind of other movie poster. That might be like fucking <laughs> Cambodian or something. But anyway, um, okay, Z, I needed to get the brakes fixed on my car or on my Jeep, right? And uh, I thought, well, I'll take my iPad and I'll sit in the waiting room, get to watch, you know, probably sit through at least an hour and a half, maybe an hour of a movie. And, uh, you know, let's see, I walked in at 8 o'clock when they opened. I was the first customer. And when I left, it was, uh, I think, 11 o'clock, three hours. And all it needed was pads. So uh, the guy said, sorry, <laughs> sorry it took so long. Uh, it took us three different times to get the right pads. I'm like, listen, <laughs> you know, if, you get, if you call them up and you say this is a 2008 you know, Jeep, uh, <laughs> they usually can tell you what pads need, fucker. So anyway, I watched this movie that was good, Franco Nero. He had really super blonde hair, uh, and he looked like um, – even though he was a cop, um, he kind of looked – I don't know if I'd say a male model, but kind of at least a cross between a movie star, a male model, and a male porn star. I also had uh, Richard uh, – or I'm sorry, not Richard Woodmark, uh, James Whitmore and, and Fernando Rey, who you would know from French Connection. It was a good movie. I liked it. Um, yeah. He um, – you know, corruption, lots of, lots of stuff. It was pretty good. Uh, next thing I watched was a uh, – uh, Cohen Brothers movie called A Serious Man. I bought this on Blu-ray, cheapy, yeah. like uh, three dollars or something like that, and two ninety-eight shipping. Um, I love their movies. Uh, I did not love this movie. I didn't even like this movie. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was shot well. It was very mm-hmm. competent. Uh, how you know they the the camera work and I guess the I don't know, but it just did. This was with the exception of the Tom Hanks fucking movie that they made when they were robbing the old lady or whatever. I, I did not like that movie either. That movie uh, was stupid. I never finished it, that one. It was horrible. Uh, it was a remake. Yeah, and I've seen it twice. 
I saw it in a, <laughs> in a movie theater with my ex-girlfriend a long time ago. When it first came out, I was so excited to go see it. And we walked out like, God, what the fuck? That was – for their movie, This was that was really bad. And then this one, it just – I just – I even said on Facebook, I've told everybody, somebody tell me what I'm missing. I yeah. just don't – it's – it, well, there's just nothing there. I liked this one a lot because I liked. Um, I really liked the religious part of it. Um, I thought it was cool. The, well, you know, the Jew stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was. I thought it was really interesting. Um, it wasn't interesting to me. The only parts that I really liked and laughed at. Okay, I liked the hot neighbor lady that yeah. laid out naked and that stuff because she just kind of looked hard and like she was like a zombie. Uh, and I liked the little kids that were smoking weed, and they'd be like, "Give me that fucker," you know, when they were passing <laughs> yeah. the door. They, all, they always used the words that were way too big. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, man, there's there was just nothing there. I I, I struggled to get through it. Mm. I was Please. like, "Fuck, this is sucks." You can just send me that Blu-ray. I'll take that. From I will, honest to God, I'll <laughs> fucking send it to you because I, I just it's like, I now still I have, made, uh, somebody said to listen to the audio track so i may listen to that but it'll be going coming your way because i i don't plan on watching any i, I just it, it just was like uh, uh, uh. anyway uh <laughs> next thing i watched i watched the movie goon again with uh uh Liam shriver as russ ray fucking awesome it's stupid but he is awesome he's like my new hero um Next thing I watched was a movie called The Woman in Black with Daniel Radcliffe. She'll never let go. Um, I never watched Harry Potter. Never watched any of it. Don't know this guy. Uh, I saw him naked when he was in Equus on stage. So, I mean, I didn't see him. I saw pictures. So, I know I know his wang. Uh, but Very I don't, well. <laughs> yeah. I don't like horror movies, but this is the kind of horror movie I like. It was mm. creepy. It uh, was a ghost kind of a deal. And uh, I watched it with... Uh, like yeah, two or three of my buddies and it was funny watching grown men including myself fucking jumping out of their seats and going <laughs> oh jesus fucking christ with the jump scares and uh so that was hilarious and you know so, so oh, yeah. um next thing i watched was a little movie now you'll love this one i may send you this one too it's called uh, uh no i'm serious this was great it was based on the best-selling book by uh janet Ivanovich. Uh-huh. She's looking for a few not so good men. Catherine Heigl, one for the uh, money. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Oh, now, no. I will say this. She has nice boobies. Yes. The next thing I watched was uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was a very milk toast mediocre uh I've heard milk and meaty. I mean, it wasn't fucking god-awful, but everything was just pretty much, I mean, no surprises, no nothing. It was just by the books. She's a a, a kind of a a normal uh, goofball girl, and she becomes a bounty hunter. So whatever. Uh, But anyway, I won't go into that too much more. She had nice boobs. Why did you watch that? um, It was on Blu-ray. My buddy Randy said, uh, he goes, I'm just going to get a, a, a couple of Blu-rays. We had like movie night, uh, me and him and a couple of my other friends. And uh, I said, what'd you get? And he goes, I got some Blu-rays. So he's, I said, why the fuck? And he goes, it's Blu-ray. And Tim said her, she had great tits. 
Thanks a lot, Tim. Fuck you. Uh, next thing I watched was Old Boy, which was kind of cool because um, I was um, I got it on Blu-ray too. Um, I was um, I think it's Blu-ray. It might not be. I can't remember. Uh, but um, I was showing it to my buddies, mm-hmm. and like I said uh, I'm trying. I, I've last few times I've we've watched uh, we watched like uh, uh, Marine, and we watched. Uh, Battle Royal and a couple of other, um, you know, pretty good foreign films, and they dug them. They stuck through them. They watched them, and they liked them. So uh, we watched this, and um, we didn't get to finish it. <laughs> we got we got to right to the first part where he meets the guy that had him locked in the room, and mm-hmm. then we couldn't finish it. So we'll have to. I'll, I'll uh, have to up, keep you up to date on what because oh, I did. You run out of time, or I mean, yeah, you, okay, yeah. And and I just told him I said, dude, I said we haven't even got to the good part. And he said, what do you mean? Like, you know, is there a lot of screwing or something like that? And I said, no. I said, I'm <laughs> telling you, this movie is like nothing you've ever seen. <laughs> so, next thing I watched was Drive. Uh, the next thing I watched was Crop. <laughs> How many times have you watched that? You've seen it more than me now. I know. I like. I watched it again. Uh, <laughs> I just like watching fucking Ron Perlman and uh, what's his face. <laughs> you watched it last week too, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. funny. Uh, I, I like watching uh, when he grabs the big titted redhead by the face. <laughs> that fucking is awesome because I mean it just like I'm like fuck. I mean, <laughs> want to fucking punch her? I mean, not in a bad way. In a very loving way. It was fucking. I'd like to at least slap her. Because she just looked like her eyes, you know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Don't turn up some. And she looked scared, and it was kind of cool. Anyway, <laughs> and, uh, 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 let's see what else I watch. I watched Drive, okay, and I watched uh, Chronicle, which is kind of a, um, I don't know. Three guys find this. I don't know if it's a meteor or what, and uh, they get some superpowers. Um. It wasn't bad. I mean, it was just it was, was what it was. It was kind of like a uh, superhero kind of a deal. Uh, but it was the way it, it was shot. Like the entire movie, the one guy at the beginning—they're high school kids—and he bought a uh, video camera, so he's walking around filming everything, and he's one of the guys. So everything you see is either from TV f- camera footage or him just holding camera, uh, or. Yeah, well, whatever. I don't want to give anything away. Uh, but it was okay. I mean, it wasn't horrible. Some people kind of made fun of it, but I, it was worth watching. Um, nice little superhero thingy. Uh, next thing I watched was Underworld Awakening. Um, the, there's good and bad about this. The bad is it's Underworld Awakening. <laughs> uh, the good is they show a lot more of Kate Beckinsdale's ass in her <laughs> – uh, latex pants, uh, because in some of the other ones they just titillated you. You bare yeah. you, you didn't see it as much. This one you saw it more. Um, also, it's a lot more um, violent and a lot gorier. A lot gorier. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't have that douche that plays Michael, uh, the hybrid that she's in love with. You know, which was so <laughs> sucky because you kept hearing, "Okay, he's he's uh, he's going to be a hybrid." Part werewolf and part vampire in the first one. And then when he shows up, you think he's going to be – when he transforms, you think he's going to be this badass-looking thing. And all they did was like take black grease and put it all over him and give him fangs, and he didn't even look mean. Uh, <laughs> so he's not in it. So that's cool. But it wasn't good. Uh, 
Next thing I watched was Whatever Works, and this had Larry David. It's a Woody Allen movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Woody Allen's kind of getting old, so instead of Woody Allen playing the neurotic lead role guy, it's uh, Larry David in this one, Owen Wilson in the other one, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Larry David was funny. I liked that show that he was on, which uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. must it's one of her favorites, uh, not the one that likes Pinot. Uh, uh, this also had Ev- Pinot Noir. Yeah, this also had Evan Rachel Wood, and I didn't in this movie. I I, I didn't know who she was, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Who is that girl?" You know. So then when I looked her up, I was like, "Oh, it's the chick that played Mickey Rourke's daughter in uh, The Wrestler." Uh, but it's pretty good. It's it's funny. It's got all the Woody Allen, you know lingo and you know, like i said larry david's neurotic as hell it's pretty funny uh the next thing i watched was kind of a surprise evan rachel woods from from here by the way here like where like from raleigh carrie you're not from raleigh you're from raleigh's, carrie raleigh's five seconds away i mean That's, carrie's a suburb of raleigh is that okay to say that yeah okay I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I was just thinking yeah well i just kind of fucking whatever anyway no she is She's yeah, cute. Yeah. She was cute. She was cute in this too. She she played. He is a um, a uh, like I said, a really super duper neurotic, um, um, like nuclear physicist or something. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it was. Uh, and uh, uh, he was almost a Nobel Peace Prize winner and everything. But he's just scared to death of, of dying and everything. And he looks down on everybody. And she's like a real dumbass, <laughs> a country girl who came from probably. Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, and to New York, and he calls her. She just is like so oblivious because she's so dumb. And he calls her an inchworm and all this shit. <laughs> just pretty fun. Um, like I mean, all the time, right to her face. He's like, he tells her how dumb she is, and but he's. It's kind of like a um, sort of like a My Fair Lady deal, but not. Right. But it's funny. Uh, next thing I watched. This was a surprise one. Um, this means war with Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Pine and Reese Witherspoon, who you know that I loathe. <laughs> but this one wasn't bad. I mean, for what it is, it was pretty good. Uh, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, I realized that uh, by watching this, that um, in the um, mixed martial arts movie with Tom Hardy and Nick Nolte, uh, put it this way. Tom Hardy deflated down to about uh, probably 150 pounds. His arms uh, are about as big as my wrists in this movie. So obviously in the other one, he really trained hard. Uh, and he doesn't have the giant traps that go from his shoulders all the way up to the side of his head. Um, mine has a very fucking strange big head. Like the top of his head, his cranium is, is, is long almost Vanderbeekish, and he has really bushy eyebrows, but it's pretty good. And Reese Witherspoon actually tries to look hot in this, and she looks kind of hot in some of it. Uh, she wasn't bad. It was if 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 I can watch a movie with her in it and not vomit, it was it wasn't bad. This or uh, fear, huh? This or fear? Fear. <laughs> well, now she didn't look too bad in fear because no. she dressed like a whore, and, <laughs> and she was like she was like eighteen. <laughs> her butthole was hanging out. Uh, uh, Sands of the Kalahari again, which I covered just the other day with the Bryn on Hamakash podcast. We had a good time. It was fun um, covering this movie, and uh, I was telling we were talking. Uh, uh, 
half the shit that we said in between the breaks uh, never made it on air, but we were laughing our ass off. We had a good time. Um, It's a good movie. Stuart Whitman, uh, Stanley Baker. uh, They're out in the um, mountainous desert region of Africa, and they're plane crashes. Um, Pretty good movie. Uh, Nice book. This this Stuart Whitman film, uh, the... It's like a Euro crime that takes place in Montreal. Uh, uh, a special magnum for Tony Saita. We needed to cover that. It's that, fucking ridiculous. He was good in this. I mean, as far as uh, you know, his macho ness and everything. Yeah. And um, he was like the third pick to to be in this movie. The first Stanley Baker wanted. He was like the producer, and he wanted uh, to have Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton uh, alongside him in the movie. And um, and they, I think Elizabeth Taylor pulled out at the last minute, which of course she was married to Richard Burton at the time. They were friends, so that was out. And then they were going to get George Prepard. Prepard pulled out like the they were supposed to start shooting the next day, uh-huh. and he for some reason quit or pulled out. And so then they got uh, Stuart Woodman. He does a good job. It just came out on Blu-ray, and I would like to see it on Blu-ray. Got a lot of uh, baboons in it uh, that are mean, uh, and so it was pretty good. Um, let's see here. I've been watching the Hatfields and McCoys miniseries, three-parter on um, History Channel. Um, it's, um, first of all, we were trying to figure out, you know, we were like, I wonder where they shot this. Because you always hear, you know, it costs too much to shoot movies in America, so they'll shoot them in Canada. And I said, I bet you five bucks they shot this in Canada. Because it's it's looks spectacularly just like you know the uh mid 1800 uh west virginia and kentucky the houses the churches the roads everything well there's one reason why it is it was shot in romania <laughs> and over there <laughs> uh, the roads and houses and shit are in the rural areas are still pretty much like at mid 1800 um right united states so um it's got some like Tom Berenger's in it, and until my buddy told me who who it was, I didn't even know. He's almost unrecognizable. Powers Booth is in it; he's really good. Costner, okay. Here's my deal with Costner: he fucking looks great. He's the main guy. I mean, he's the 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 reason this movie was made and everything. Uh, he plays Devil Ants Hatfield, the patriarch of the Hatfield clan. He looks great. He looks cool as shit. I just don't think he's that good of an actor. Uh, he's okay, but he just even in that Wyatt Earp movie, I'm Wyatt Earp. Maybe it's his voice. I don't know or something. It's <laughs> it, it's uh, you, my friend Wyatt Earp. You can do me a favor if you either call me Wyatt or Earp, but not both. You, my friend Wyatt Earp. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, he just he just is flat. He just seems flat to me. Like he's his emotions and stuff. Even when he tries to emit like emotions, like somebody gets killed or something, he's like, "My family is gonna, I'm gonna have to get payback on this." I'm like, "Jesus Christ, dude!" Now Paxton, Paxton, I don't think he's that good in this either. He kind of comes off like a a really big whiny puss. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when I would have rather seen him kind of come off more like Chet in Weird Science, right? <laughs> uh, so it's it's but it's not bad. It's it's just not great. It's not really great. I mean, it's interesting to watch because they do stick to the story from what I've read, right. uh, but it's not great. Uh, don't let people say tell you it's great. It's not it's not great at all. Uh, anyway, but it's worth. I mean, I'm gonna finish watching. Uh, next thing I watched uh, was last night before I went to work. Uh, it's a movie starring Kiefer Sutherland. 
Julia Roberts, Billy Baldwin, Oliver Platt, and sizzling Kevin Bacon. It's called Flatliners. The uh, Brat Pack <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Back or not. Julia Roberts is really young, has fucking hair that I would just love to stick my fucking fingers in there and just, you know, ugh, like a like a like a silk, I don't know, thick hair. Kiefer Sutherland has really thick hair. Like put my hands in there and just fucking <laughs> hit his face in for being Jack Bauer. I'd like to torture him because he thinks it's so fucking cool to torture people. Kevin Bacon has fucking the longest goddamn Kevin Bacon hair. His hair is fucking long in this. He has bullet. <laughs> And it's fucking long, and he's like fidgeting with it a lot. Billy Baldwin looks like a fucking uh, sad, uh, I don't know, dog or something. He's good looking, but he has a sad dog look. Oliver Platt was okay. It's um, I saw this a long time ago. It was on this, and uh, it's worth watching just because of the times and everything. And it has a good cast. And the last thing I watched was a movie called The Man in Black. Uh, uh, Hammer. Hammer Studios, The Man in Black from 1950. Mm-hmm. I thought it had Betty Davis in it. It has Betty and Davis. And that's and that's not Betty Davis. <laughs> but it's a black and white movie and it's only uh, 70 minutes long. Um, pretty much a uh, old dude that's rich. Uh, he has like a, a young wife and some other vultures hanging around waiting for him to die. Okay. He leaves money to this young girl that's the nice girl and then everybody's trying to manipulate <clears throat> her and shit and uh, kind of has sort of a uh, I don't know if I'd say metaphysical ghost kind of a thing depending on what's going on and what happens in the movie but uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good though. I mean it was just kind of but it was worth watching because it was only 70 minutes. Other than that uh, listen to – I want to give a shout-out. i got to give a shout-out because I even sent the guy an email and told him that I would. Um, there's this little podcast, and it's called uh, MLW, uh, the uh, MLW Conan Show, yeah. and it's the wrestler um, Conan. Uh, let oh, me speak on this. Orale! Arriba la raza! And I started downloading it because it just started like uh, – I think there's been like – maybe three or four shows. And the first couple had Teddy Hart, which is he's related to Bret Hart. And mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if he was Davy Boy Smith's kid or if he's one of the sister's kids. And I never, I've only heard kind of shitty things about him. And so I didn't really listen to the first shows at all. But then I saw um, one show, he had Ray Mysterio on there. And then the one I listened to, he had Dave Meltzer for pretty much the whole show. And they talked about like, you know, the old days and all this and that and everything. It's cool listening to, um, first of all, him talking about what it was like just wrestling in Mexico for EMLL and AAA and when they were really huge. And they were drawing like these huge crowds and wrestling like two, three times a day. They uh, wrestled, uh, they had a big show up in, uh, in California uh, he had a, a kind of a feud with Jake the Snake Roberts when Jake the Snake wasn't wrestling in WWF or WCW, and he was all fucked up on drugs and down there. And he said he was screwing like underage girls and doing cocaine and pimps <laughs> were after him for not paying and shit. Um, it's a good show. He's he's a good talker, uh, and but not only that, he um, he really. Um, I learned stuff because uh, from him, not just about wrestling, but he gives his perspective on um, like racism, nationalism, 
um, and um, even like pop culture stuff, mm-hmm. uh, how he feels about this and that and everything. And it's pretty cool because he'll tell about how like in the WWF or WWE, like if you are uh, – they just – like they think if you're Latin, they say Latin – uh, and they throw everybody in one big basket. And he said, you know, if you're if you're are are from uh, Puerto Rico, and or if you're from Mexico, uh, or if you're from Spain, or from uh, Guatemala, or something like that, they they they're really racist because they just are like, you know, you're all the same. Right. And he said, if you take uh, you know Puerto Ricans from uh, New York, or or uh, you know guys from Mexico that live in California. And guys that live in El Paso or Tijuana or uh, or wherever, he said everybody's they're they're different. He said it's just the same way they do the same way with the Asian wrestlers, where they would say, okay, this guy is you know if or he said that's how like America is. Uh, if you're Vietnamese, if you're Laotian, if you're Chinese, if you're Japanese, they they just you're you're all the same. And he said the cultures are completely different, the languages are different, what they like, what they dislike, the religions are a lot of times different. And um, but then he also goes the other way where he says like, if you live in South America, um, it's not as much racism as it is nationalism. You know, if you live uh, in Nicaragua, mm-hmm. you you hate fucking people from. El Salvador or wherever, you know, if you're Mexican, you might, you might, I'm not saying everybody, but you might hate people from Puerto Rico and you don't souls or scumbags or whatever. So anyway, it's pretty cool. He has some interesting perspectives like that. I've heard him a long time ago on some shoot interviews and on Meltzer's show and uh, it was good. So I'm going to start listening to it. I sent him an email, uh, left him some reviews on iTunes and uh, hopefully, and I even sent him an email and said, uh, pick a couple of movies out for us if you get this and, you know, and uh, so cool. It'd be cool. He's, he seems like a really cool guy. Yeah. Awesome. I'll have to check that one out too. I'm, I'm glad you posted that today because I would never even found and, it. And I, I have said on here before, you know, I really haven't um, <clears throat> following wrestling or MMA. And so I don't know what's going on. But after listening to his show with, with Meltzer, uh, it's kind of getting me back in, even like mixed martial arts stuff, where they're talking about that. Because I guess uh, Meltzer did a like a review of the last UFC pay-per-view. And there's a, a – I haven't listened to it yet, but I guess Dana White, who is the president of UFC, got online and made a video and just fucking basically called Meltzer every name in the book, you know, talked a bunch of shit on him and said, you know, uh, I'm not going to listen to what this, you know – Asshole says, just acted like a real jerk, and hmm. Meltzer handled it real well because he's he's the kind of guy. He said, "Hey, you know, that's the guy is trying to." He said, "It's I'm a reporter, and I report, you know, whether the house is down or this and that. I'm I'm gonna, you know, I'm not going to not say that it looks like they're on a downturn if they if I think they are. But he said that's his job. I mean, he that's his company, and he wants right, to make it. Right. But he's gonna take offense to it, and you know what are you gonna do? So, but it's cool. So check out that show." It's uh, MLW's Conan Show. K-O-N-N-A-N. I will. Yeah, let me speak on Okay, Let me speak on this. I have one movie that I watched this week. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, then the movie that I watched was... Uh, what's the name of the movie again? Oh, Black Roses. Uh, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a film that's championed by, uh, by Outside the Cinema. It's a heavy metal um, horror movie, quote unquote horror. The only thing horrific was the acting. 
Um, but it was pretty funny. Uh, the, the music, the music's pretty good. Uh, I think they actually had, you know, professional musicians doing the soundtrack, although the soundtrack is listed. Most of the songs are listed as black roses. So I'm not sure who actually performed them. I was not, uh, I was kind of too lazy to actually go look, but, um, the, uh, the costumes were, I mean, they were a little awkward, some of the monster costumes, but they looked pretty good, so I thought that was neat, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the beginning of it the other day uh, in a different frame of mind, and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give me that fucker. Pass that fucker. Besides that, um, I, uh, I watched a shitload of Doctor Who again. Um you better. Let's see. I watched the end of season four. And this is the new show. You this have is the new series. Yeah. Did you watch the the like the older ones? I know there's been a bunch of them and stuff. I, but I would. I Tom Baker was my era of Doctor Who. That's who I remember. Yeah. So and but it, I don't remember. I remember watching it. I re- definitely remember the intro to the show it was on PBS like on Saturday morning or something. But I didn't really. I didn't really understand it when I was a kid. Like I would watch the show and it never really clicked with me. I guess because you know I wanted cartoons or whatever. I wanted cartoons or fucking. Uh, uh, Soul Train, which came on right after the cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so I, I don't really remember much about it. I, I helped a uh, I helped a lady the other day at Apple named Dawn Cornelius. Nice. Um, she did uh, you did you say something about it? No, I didn't. And she was like, "What? Who is that?" Oh, never mind. Um, the. But I watched the end of season four. This is where David Tennant's David Tennant's exit. There's some really fucking good stuff in there. Um, the The end of time is a two part miniseries. They did a lot of uh, Star Wars references in it, which is pretty funny. Um, but the waters of Mars was really fucking creepy. That was an episode with uh, where there's the he, the the Doctor will often say there's certain time there's certain like events that have to be locked in time. That he doesn't really have the option of changing, mm-hmm. and because of you know his experience and because of his his uh, I guess ethnicity, his he, I mean he's time lord. He can, he can see these things and know that they need to not change. And the the waters of Mars one's really like I I, I thought it was really good because basically it's this base uh, this that's this colony that's been established on Mars and he knows that it's going to be destroyed by a nuclear blast and he can't mm-hmm. like, he can't like he's there hanging out and he can't do anything about it. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty depressing. But, um, so yeah, seeing David Tennant's exit from the show is pretty sad. Um, I, I, I really liked him. So, mm-hmm. and I've watched some, uh, I've, I've moved on to the Matt Smith season five and he's really good too. Just, he's a lot different. So he, uh, he's a lot more, I guess, uh, well, he's a lot more alien, as somebody said on on our group. Um, I'm not sure who said that. He's he's a weird looking guy. Um, I guess he's probably a good looking guy, but he, I mean, he's definitely got some pronounced features. He's got a big chin, big brows. You um, like that? A big swoosh of hair. I don't know. No, I mean, yeah, well, you know, whatever. You said he was a good looking guy. I'm just long, trying to. As long know. as he's got a smooth ass, whatever. I mean, uh, the um, so yeah, I'm 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 trucking on to season into season five now. So trucking. There's some more uh, um, weeping angels for those of you who know what those are, and there's uh, a Dalek episode already. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. How what would you think of that little blow up uh, Dalek uh, 
fucking thing that his kid. <laughs> yeah, the inflatable. Everybody dog that thing. saw that was like, "I want that thing." <laughs> oh my god! If they made an adult size one, it would be a. It'd be so awesome. I mean, I guess they do make adult size ones because like, they use them on the show, but they're not inflatable. <laughs> obviously, super glue it to the roof of your car or something. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> and you have a, a megaphone that just says "exterminate." As you drive around, hilarious. Um, That'd be cool to say that like in the middle of sex right before you blew your nut. <laughs> Exterminate! Uh, <laughs> One of my friends is a, is a giant Star Wars fan. I mean like a giant Star Wars fan. He, he if if they had the uh, big life-size cardboard cutouts of uh-huh. Chewie and this and that, he tries to get those guys. He has a Star Wars room in his house with all his shit and everything. And uh, he said one time he was having sex with his now wife, who was his girlfriend at the time. And he goes, I knew that she was the one. He said he was on top of her. He was screwing her. And right before he came, he went, <laughs> and she laughed. <laughs> so, hey, man. Um, my wife might laugh at that too, but just because I've associated that noise with being funny. If she wouldn't, like, I don't think she's a, a super Star Wars fan, but she'll laugh at the Wookiee noise or, or Sasquatch. She's a fan of you. Yeah, she's a fan, fan of me. Of Who isn't, really? Pickle. Um, so yeah, that was it. Lots of Doctor Who and fucking. Busted ass, man. At yeah. least the Doctor Who. I mean, it's not like you didn't watch anything. No, yeah. I mean, these are you have almost, stuff to discuss. These are near one hour episodes, so yeah. And the well, the 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 season, the finale for or the the miniseries stuff. For, or I don't even know what it is. I guess the, the specials. You know what we need to have a Doctor Who group. A do- <laughs> yeah. Another fucking group. We'll just post. We'll just post stuff about Doctor Who and rotten dicks. Rotten yeah. dick. Doctor Who's rotten dick. Cool. Yeah, cool. All right, let's take a break and come back, and we're going to view high balling or high rolling. I wish it was when you high rolling. I have that song as our break. Goddamn. Goddamn. (laughs) Cool. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. This is Coffin John of V Cinema, the site that covers Asian film from cult to the classics. Join Josh of VariedCelluloid.net. Rufus of CineAwesome.com, and me on the V Cinema Show, a podcast that features Asian film discussions, special guests, interviews, and live event coverage. Our podcast is published bi-weekly on Mondays, so check us out on vcinemashow.com or search us out on iTunes. Also join the discussion and fun by following us on Twitter, at V Cinema Show and joining us on our Facebook page, which is located at facebook.com slash V Cinema. And of course, check out our blog at vcinemashow.com for reviews, features, and interviews. Brother, 
Good Lord. Jerry Reed, baby. <laughs> he was fucking good. So, he very good, song. He was very good. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, here's our review of High Ballin', not High Rollin'. God damn, starring, I put the mic down by my mouth. <laughs> starring Jerry Reed and uh, uh, that other guy that you might recognize uh, from that family that acts and shit. Oh, Peter Fonda. So, um, I think I'm going to take the lead here. Sazam, I would like you to introduce it. Buck a duck, Ben. Let me check on down and read this synopsis. Two truck drivers fighting off thugs. Who have hired to drive them out of business. <laughs> yeah, son. That's what it's all about. <laughs> so, Fuck this, it up, son. This is a, uh, <laughs> uh, I guess uh, it, it went on the trucker cr- trucker craze that swept America in the 70s. America. Um, um, swept America. America. Uh, um. Highballing. This is directed by Peter Carter, who I don't really, I don't recognize his name. Do you? It's know probably him? like fucking Peter Fonda. <laughs> like a bunch of shit. I don't know. Klondike Fever, starring Rod Steiger and Angie Dickinson. Oh, I like Angie Dickinson. From 1980, Man. she was still hot. She, she was goddamn a good-looking woman. He's only directed a lot things. She was a good-looking woman. <laughs> Most of which are TV movies. So fuck a duck. So fuck you, Peter Carter. Um. This is also, as I mentioned earlier, starring uh, Helen Shaver. Um, he had is, to have been a friend of Peter Fonda, because why the fuck would he even, you know? You know, <laughs> got, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there you go. Sing the, it. The, uh, this, this is a, well, not both guys. Both guys are not truckers in this movie. Um, can you hear this corn on the cob? Yes, I can. I can. All right. Very, very clearly. I can tell exactly what it is. <laughs> um. This uh, one of them is kind. Of, I, well, you get you get later on that he is a stunt man for, I guess, a motorcycle stunt man. Maybe like an evil Knievel, but obviously not as not as famous. He's just kind of a, a drifter. Um, and Jerry Reed is the truck driver. Um, this uh, it's interesting because most a lot of you know a lot of truck type shit you see typically takes place in the South. And everybody here seems southern, but I think it takes place in Michigan or it's it's. I thought it was Canada. Was it Canada? Well, they they they. I know they talk about Wisconsin at one point. So I mean, there were parts where I, I, I they were they were in Canada in parts. Okay. I can't remember why, but I know that. Well, they could have been. Maybe they were Michigan and Canada. Who knows? But there's something somewhere with uh with a with a port of some sort. So imagine Great Lake. If they you know if they're talking about driving to Wisconsin, it's probably. In the area, so um, so it's a, it's a very cold, snowy looking movie. Not like thick, deep snow on the ground, but the kind of cold when the snow even fucking gives up, where it's just like dusty, yeah. dusty white snow blowing around. Um, dusty white snow, dusty baby. white snow, baby. Yeah. <laughs> the gentleman played that our promo this week. I heard that. It caught me <laughs> off guard. I heard American <laughs> Dream, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I didn't even remember that we. That, that's, you know, whatever. whatever. Uh, so um, stupid shit. The um, <laughs> I like how the uh, the the chick. So basically, the story of this is there's a and you know it's a it's a similar kind. Is, is every trucker movie about like getting hijacked? Basically, um, 
the uh, or you're or at least running something illegal. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the guys that do the heists, um, they they have a very particular technique where they put a car with the hood up, and then they have a woman standing next to it, and instead of just looking distressed. <laughs> Like she, like her car is actually broken down. She just stands next to the car with his hood up and and shows her shows her beaver, <laughs> beaver, her beaver. And they actually say there's a beaver on the side of the road. I am. Um, Breaker one nine. So yeah, they uh, basically they you know the the truck drivers pull over to help this woman flashing her beef and uh, <laughs> Jerry Mathers is the beef. The <laughs> uh, and then the you know the guys the guys jump them what. Who's that? Jerry Mathers. No. You know, that guy. Um, he, uh, and they get jumped and the, you know, their truck is stolen. Um, I don't know if we should say who, like, <laughs> who is stealing the trucks. Does that factor in at all? Is that a, is that a spoiler? Fuck yeah. Okay. So, um, I don't know. Is it? <sighs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. I think. Yeah. Um, you get a lot of fucking CB talk in this one, and Jerry Reed might be the the celebrity pro at CB talk because you can't ever understand what the fuck he is saying, but it's awesome, whatever it is. Jibber jabber. Yeah. Uh, the um, I mean, you can tell what he's saying when he talks, like to you know to his co stars, but on the CB, it's all it's all code. Um, I'm pretty sure that he is the kind of person. The samurai was talking in on their last show about the kind of person that's a really nice guy, but sometimes you just want to say, Jesus Christ, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he likes to hear the sound of his own voice. And, um, yeah. I was actually looking up some, um, uh, air, like some city names in, uh, for, in CB slang. There's some really funny ones. Uh, see if you can guess what they are. Armpit. Cary, North Carolina. <laughs> New Jersey. Um, Asheville is Asheville, North Carolina. Mm, uh, that makes sense. The Big A. There's two. Um, the Big A. Atlanta? Yep, Atlanta or Amarillo, Texas. Would that be? Um, what were some of the other funny ones? The, uh, the Bikini State is Florida. Uh, Cigar City, Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh Coontown is Albany, Georgia. Why is that? I don't um, know. What's it, what is that? I don't know what that means. Um, Town, Gay Bay, San Francisco. Coontown. <laughs> uh, Hogtown is Toronto. I for, up, man. <laughs> that took a minute. Uh, man, you stink is Manistic, Michigan. <laughs> man, you stink. <laughs> uh, Massachusetts is Ma- Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you get you get a lot of that kind of uh, you know Breaker One Nine is the is a pretty generic one you'll hear. That's kind of like clear the air. I'm getting ready to say something, um, but they have their they have their their uh, their handles too. He's um, Jerry Reed is uh, the Iron Duke. His name is uh, Duke. What's his last name? Boinkin. Boinkin. Yeah. What a name. Um, have you ever been boinking? <laughs> the Amazon, uh, getting on top of my old lady's beaver and fucking all yeah. So uh, uh, Fonda and Reed are, are friends from way back, and they they kind of hook up again at this truck stop and um, hook up at a truck stop. And 
where all the guys are all the guys are hanging out apparently these guys don't ever fucking drive they just hang out at this truck stop because every time you ever see the truck stop it's just full of the same people mm-hmm. but um Helen Shaver comes in and I guess she's a truck driver but they call her pickup just because she drives this big obnoxious pickup truck with fucking stacks on it that says on the door <laughs> and it says pickup uh, that was a Chevy Scottsdale my dad actually that drove seems like that would almost be like uh, like she would be like a lot lizard. And the yeah. truck had the thing on the back, like she'd get these guys and pick them up and fuck them for uh, money. Well, she might, she might be a pro because she uh, there's a, there's a scene with her and Fonda where they're in a motel and you know it flashes one scene and she's uh, kind of taking her shit off in the mirror, but then it comes back again and she's wearing this fucking outfit that you'd see a stripper wear, like it's this like gold lame straight out of rock. early seventies porn. <laughs> Yeah, lingerie, and it's like um, a tacky. It's uh, you, you know, it's like you, you know, she comes prepared. I don't know what it says about her, but she carries that around in her truck while she travels. <laughs> She's a whore, and she'll always be a whore. Um, Jerry Reed does sound like friends of my dad growing up, so I could close my eyes and like totally have nostalgia for when I was a kid. Because <laughs> I could flashback do- to when they raped you. When yeah, it sucks. yeah. um. There was this one guy that my dad was friends with who'd come over a lot. His name was Dude. And uh, I don't remember. I don't even remember his real name. My he dad got, had a friend called Hoghead. Hoghead. Uh, my dad yep. had, let's see. Frog was one. They uh, still call him Hoghead. Frog was named Frog because his name was Kermit. Uh, nice. Uh, Shady Grady. But sh- apparently Shady Grady smelled really bad. He didn't really come over to our house. He was Shady. Harvey never had a nickname, but. Uh, All Banger. Harvey Harvey drove an El Camino. Well, he drove my dad's El Camino because they traded. My dad actually traded for the Chevy Scottsdale, which is and, the, then, and then blamed you. <laughs> well, when I broke down. He 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 drove that thing until it died. But the um, the Scottsdale was what pickups truck is, uh, except hers has a long bed on it with that camper back. My dad had the mm-hmm. short bed version, so. Um, but the, the motor sounded exactly the same. That was another thing that when he, when she would start that motor, it sounded exactly like I could hear my dad coming home from work and I was like, Oh, he's home again. (laughs) Why don't you just die? (laughs) Um, the kid that plays, uh, Duke's son, he looked like he could be a Von Eric. I thought that was pretty. (laughs) Yeah. Cross between a Von Eric and Leif Garrett when he was a kid (laughs) before he became a fucking drug addict. Um, there's a really good shot in the bar with, uh, where Fonda's kind of uh, coming on to uh, Helen Shaver's character. Now, I didn't particularly care for Henry or Henry Peter Fonda in this movie. Yeah, um, he was he looked fine. like a fucking douche, man. When he came riding in on that motorcycle, I was like, "What a douche!" First of all, it's winter, and like you said, it was cold. It was the kind of cold that's too cold to snow, it's, even though it already has snowed. He rides in on this like fucking 1954 Harley, and instead of having a motorcycle helmet, he has a jet fighter helmet on. This like leather uh, coat that has the the sheepskin around the wrists and around the neck. Yeah. Not the most masculine coat in the world. Leather pants, the same color, brown, not black leather, brown leather, <laughs> and then these these boots that uh, all like some of the truckers make fun of his masculinity and he has the longest farrah fawcett feathered hair uh, yeah he's not that great even though i liked peter fonda when i was a kid i still like I, him now and i like, thought he was cool in these movies 
he now that I watch, I'm like, okay, he's doing probably the best he can, but he's not really that good of an actor. And um, I don't know. I, just, I I like him a lot in uh, Crazy in Crazy Mary. Yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. In Dirty, wait, is it Dirty Mary? Dirty Mary, Crazy, Crazy Larry. Larry. I, yeah. I like him a lot in that, and you know, I mean, Easy Rider, he's fine in, but I don't know this one. I don't know something didn't work. Um, there's a there's a line later on. It's really awkward sounding when uh, he tells the guy like, "If you had anything to do with this, I'm going to come back and kick your ass, and I'm taking that truck." And it was just really, I don't know. It was like, e. It kind of gave me the deuce chills. <laughs> it's like that was bad. Um, yeah. But uh, so the you know there's a scene where he's coming on to Helen Shaver's character, and even though she's a lot lizard, I guess she still plays hard to get for whatever reason. <laughs> You know um, how they are. <laughs> women. Uh, um, broads. Uh, but there's a cool shot with the two of them. Kind of, they're highlight- There's two round mirrors behind the bar. So you see their faces in the mirrors and you see her high-waisted jeans. It's pretty I like awesome. when, she was, when she was leaning against the bar, giving him the ass shot. Like She's mm-hmm. basically giving it to the whole bar. Like, here it is. Who wants to come get it? Right, right, and right. And her ass looked pretty good. Yeah. And she, hey, she turned around with uh, no bra and that little white sweater. Yeah. And uh, there's the, later on, you even get to see her running around in the sweater. Little fun bags jumping around. It was fun. Uh, <laughs> fun bags. Fun bags. Rude. <laughs> um, so the uh, everybody in this film, well, a lot of the truckers are kind of getting sick of getting heisted. In they in they uh, they're getting you know they're they're getting they're, they're getting scared. Some of them are talking about robbing, or robbing. Some of them are talking about carrying guns, and some of them are talking about just you know retiring altogether. Uh, Jerry Reed is one of those. He's like, maybe I should just quit. You know, it's getting dangerous and blah blah blah, and. Um, you know, true trucker style. They don't quit. But the uh, there's a there's a King Carol's. It's a just just big warehouse. It's kind of like the the corporate the man basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so all the truckers are going to them because it's safe, I guess. And uh, you know, the ideal, I guess, is to stay independent. Be an independent trucker. That's the way to go. Independent, son. Um, I fucking Jerry Reed is so good in this movie. But uh, <laughs> I like him a lot. Um, I, I mean, there's a well, okay. So anyway, King Carol's um, the guy, Carol himself. His fucking outfits are comical. <laughs> <laughs> silky every t- shirts. Every time you see him, he's wearing a fucking silky cowboy shirt. Now, I'm not opposed to a cowboy shirt in any way. I own a couple, but really? when, it, when it's silky, like sheer, like that. Yeah, but you're a cowboy. I am a cowboy. Um, but King Carol, he's wearing these sil- silky cowboy shirts. His cowboy hat was way too small. Mm-hmm. Like his, he got a kind of a fat head, and his cowboy head was way too <laughs> big. And he's got, but he's got this like small hat that's probably for a chick, and then he wears a bolo. He wears a bolo tie at all times, obviously. But um, he's pretty funny every time he'd be on the screen. But um, you know, we, we're moving on, and, and Jerry Reed's going to be. He's. I feel like now the 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 load of cars. Did they? Did he take that from King Carol? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I say I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, so he's still not working for King Carroll, just getting paid by uh, from him. So, because then that isn't that the time when he goes in and he he tells the one guy he says, "Hey, how about you load this truck up, while son?" And the oh, guy yeah, and they says, "You know, like an extra fifty bucks or something yeah, like that." Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and there's a pretty awesome scene. Like, uh, now I I definitely wouldn't want to be one of the drivers in this movie because pretty much every road you see is icy except. For some, when they're maybe maybe Jerry Reed's family lives in Michigan or I don't know, but it's not snowy at his house ever. 
but it's snowy everywhere else. So I don't know how far away his house is or if there's just fucking like he lives like in a valley somewhere where the snow just blows over. But um, I would not want to be driving one of these big ass semi trucks on an icy road because there's some really good fucking stunt driving and stuff in here with the, you know, the, the sliding around and I, it looks scary. Um, and there's some, re- there's a really great scene where we, you know, Jerry Reed goes and picks up these tr- these stock cars and you know, like one of them says like Steve's machine on it. Um, but they, uh, picks up stock cars to take wherever. And of course he's like, he's targeted for, um, wait a minute. What? Breaking news. This this just in from the Silva and Gold newscast, coming from the cinemasochist Justin Oberholzer. Just finished my call, you motherfuckers. <laughs> we will have feedback. We will on have feedback. This show. Good job, Justin. Now back to our regular scheduled program. Um, so yeah, back to uh, let's see, where was I? All right, towing the cars. Uh, there's a great scene where there's a low bridge. They're given, um, and I thought the heist was going to happen there. Um, there's a fake detour sign, and they get to this low bridge. And I thought since they're stuck in front of this low bridge, that's where the heist was going to happen. I was like, oh, they're changing it up, but mm-hmm. no, they're just dumb. Um, <laughs> so they they have to go under this low bridge and. Uh, uh, Fonda has the idea to let the tires out of, or let the air out of the tires so it goes down. They're like six inches too tall, and uh, I mean, you know, it was smart. I mean, it looked like they were fucking ruining the rims on that truck. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, that's the thing. I was like, okay, that seems like it would work, but I, I would think that okay, you might be able to if you had the air compressor or whatever, you might be able to blow those tires back up. But I mean, would they be on there correctly, and would they it be sealed? Like they and, were flopping around. And, yeah, they were all over the fucking rims and everything. Um, but I thought it was pretty cool. They laid, they lowered the trailer so by by letting the air out of the tire so it could barely squeeze under. And I fucking I winced when that one car barely like it yeah. looked like it was touching. They, they, like scraping really, the whole fucking roof of it. <laughs> and obviously later on they don't even give a shit. <laughs> but I mean, you know, their lives are on the line, so I guess they have a good excuse, but um I you know, there's a the scene where you know when they're driving along and they 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 bust through, they realize what the the what's going to happen with the the heist. Uh, so they just drive right through. They skip the girl showing her beaver, and they get start getting chased. And the guys behind them are just shooting and trying to mm-hmm. crawl, crawl onto the trailer. So you get kind of a uh, a truck siege almost. Um, truck siege, which is really cool because being the stunt man, uh, Fonda's character, what was his name, Rain? Uh, Rain crawls out the door, and there's a whole scene on the back where he's trying to get rid of these cars behind him. Um, you know, he throws some shit at him at first, a couple like tire irons or something, which doesn't really work all that well. Um, so then he's like, fuck tire irons. I'm just going to drop a car at them, yeah, <laughs> yeah. which was really awesome. I thought that was, I mean, there's some, that was scary looking, man. I mean, the, the stunt guys, you know, they, they did the good in this movie. Um, there's a, it's a, this a whole great chase. This thing goes on for like 15 minutes. Um, but there's, you know, there's fighting on the back of the trailer. There's cars flying off. There's explosions. It's pretty good. Um, now I didn't understand at this point in the film why they needed the money they did because did they have, did they have to pay for the lost cars from that chase or because Jerry Reed said he needed this load of liquor. 
thought they were going to foreclose on his house or something, weren't they? That was black. That was black dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember why because they they he had, had to do it to pay song. Yeah, because all three of them are working on his truck after this chase. Uh, uh, pickup is there too, and you well, know I, I imagine. I mean, you know. Uh, as big of a company as what's his face had that they would have like insurance on their loads. And I mean, if they lost the load like that, where it's obvious that they're somebody shooting up the truck and everything that, that, you know, it wouldn't be like that Jerry Reed would have to eat it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I don't sure. know. They, they they had to get the money though, which is another I think trucker uh, <laughs> uh, staple um, having to need money to do that one last run. The, um, yeah, but I wasn't sure about that. They go in a bar. Though. There's a there's a very sexy red dressed singer. I don't know who if she was like anybody famous or anything. But yeah, I was gonna look that up and I forgot. Sean. She was pretty hot. Um, she could sing. I mean, she was pretty good singer. And and the fact that Jerry, I mean Jerry Reed was a pretty big fucking name in country music. That fucker yeah. could play the guitar just like a ring and a bell. And uh, um, I read she, I read last night Elvis covered four of his songs. I think. Yeah. Hey, he's a good songwriter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Country singer was Myrna Laurie. Hmm. Uh, she was in two movies or a TV show called Country Time and High Ballin'. My, uh, single I'm Your Man with Buddy Duvall and Underway. Maybe maybe Jerry Reed was trying to give her a, a push. I don't know. Yeah, it could have been. She was sexy in her little red dress, though. Yeah, it was tight. That yeah. fucker was tight. Um, the... Uh, <laughs> I mentioned the hotel scene already. Um, the, the 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 powers that be they feel they they feel like that Jerry Reed is going to flip that he's going to be fine. They're going to be able to get him to come over uh, to get you know get him to do what they need him to do. Um, but Rain is kind of a loose cannon. I didn't mention the fucking the fight at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> you posted a picture of it. There's a fight at the truck stop that was really – it was kind of silly. But, going irons yeah. outside and irons. I was like, ooh, that's kind of harsh. But there's this guy. His fucking mustache is epic. But he wasn't gets – Wasn't much of a fight either. You know, no. he, he takes those two things and you think he's gonna, you're going to see some like uh, ninja nunchuck. Moves <laughs> yeah, ninja moves and shit like that. But it really was – you know, just kind of quick and fond of, you know, letting his beautiful hair <laughs> flow fly the, around, the, the flow breeze, his yeah. feathered hair. The, uh, but the the guy had a really great mustache, and and um, pickup turns him down, and Rain makes fun of him for that. So they want to take it outside, and Rain and he's like, "How are we going to do this?" And Rain's like, "Irons," and I'm like, "Whoa!" And now I, I I thought I thought maybe for a second I was like I instantly thought tire irons. I'm like that seems kind of much. And but then I was like, well, maybe it's just a slang that I don't understand. No, but then they actually pull out tire irons from a truck. I'm like, that doesn't seem like a good fight at all <laughs> or a disagreement because <laughs> somebody will die. Um, but Fonda's of course, pissed. Of course, Fonda is uh, he's the ninja expert in yeah. parries and thrusts. And well, he's a stunt man. He's a fucking uh, a stunt man. <laughs> he's a stunt man, so he knows how to fight with tire irons. Of they course. can do anything. <laughs> but um, he uh, <laughs> they can do anything. Um, yeah. So, so well, he he hooks up with uh, pickup later on. That's the part of the movie I didn't really care for. Is like they're kind of. Do you ever notice that like it seems like every movie that we watch, the part that you say is the part that's really slow is the part where they hook up with a chick. Yeah. Like in the 
It, but but in some ways it is. It's like you got all this action going on, you got this macho shit going on, and then you throw in a thing where you know the guy's falling in love. It slows down. They're playing yeah. sweet music. It even like every which way but loose and all that crap. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And the guy throws a love in there because if you're going to take your 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 lady to the drive-in back in the seventies, you know, I guess you got to throw something in there to to keep their attention, like Helen Shaver's little, titties. Yeah, get them a little moist. <laughs> Peter Fonda with his beautiful flowing hair and his gummy smile. Ugh. Well, he he when he gets the full smile on, he's got oh, about it, uh, six inches of gum. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the teeth just like push down like a shark into the bottom yeah. of his mouth. And I'm um, telling you what, that guy could be completely straight, and he looks like he's fucking smoked a goddamn bowl because his eyes always look kind of <laughs> I don't know happy. I don't think Peter Fonda ever did stuff like that, did he? I don't know. I never. I, I think he was Fonda the herb. <laughs> Fonda the herb. Mm, um, pass me that fucker. <laughs> yeah, pass me that fucker. The the powers that be, they like I said, they think they could get Jerry Reed to do what they need him to do, but obviously Fonda is a, a problem. He's not a truck driver. He's just kind of, he's hanging around with Reed and he's fucking things up. Yeah. So they're going to get rid of him. And they don't fuck around when they get rid of them. They they pull out machine guns. I'm like, wow, okay. Uh, um, uh, there's uh, some guys outside, and they have a uh, machine guns. <laughs> but I really laughed after they shoot up the room, and uh, you're gonna say Fonda and Shaver jump out the back window. Yeah. What? I know what you're gonna say. I think. Oh well, well, she she like exclaims, "They got no right. They should be arrested." <laughs> The part that I thought you were going to say is they jumped out the goddamn window and they went running to the truck and she slipped on the ice and busted her goddamn ass. Oh, I missed that, was, that. That was not fake. I totally missed that. She went down, man. It was, I was like, fuck. I fell on it, ice I mean, before. It, it, it was, a, it was a quick, one of those quick slip ones that if your friend did that, you'd be laughing, but then you'd be like, ooh. I didn't. I missed that entirely. Um, but no, they. She said they should be arrested, and I'm like, yeah. You think they just fucking shot up a hotel room with machine guns? Even if there was, even if they weren't aiming at anybody, they would be arrested for just having the fucking guns in the first place. But um, they're going back to this uh, location. Uh, they, you know, they track him back there, and um, Fonda, you know, doing stuntman Mike again. He's breaking into this place pretty dramatically. What, I don't know what that big fucking stick he was using dry, to climb up, to climb up the wall. Yeah, that was kind of I, – I, I wouldn't fucking have climbed up that motherfucker. It had like yeah. a grappling hook on the end, but it was rigid. It was just like a pole with – It was like a pole with a grappling hook. It's, you know, I, yeah. I guess they used it to lift things out of the water maybe. That, it, yeah, it, it was yeah. out of dock. So, um, He's a stunt man though because he climbed right up that yeah, that, was, that was pretty great looking. Um, but uh, there's an El Camino security car in this place mm-hmm. that was fucking amazing. <laughs> It was. I don't really like that model. I didn't like the late the, by the late seventies. I, yeah. I, I like a sixties El Camino better. But if you got to do it, put some pinstripes on it and put some fucking rotating spotlights on, on the on the roof. Yeah, that was cool. I it like was the, pretty I like awesome. The, uh, so, but that guy, you know, that guy that that was uh, the the little uh, bad asshole in the yeah. black. He reminded me of the oh, a guy in Baron. Yeah, yeah, he was very similar. He's this little like kind of like squirrely uh 
like cherub faced evil guy. <laughs> and he was kind of like their friend. He was on, it must've been undercover or something like an asshole. Yeah. And nobody knew it because at first when they were in the thing, he was kind of taking, you know, you know, we need to do this. We need to do that and everything. I think he just was trying to get them to sway them to go with uh, what's his face with their company. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'll get, be an animal panel song. You get some, uh, you get some shades of tango and cash with him later on when he's standing in the middle of the road, like facing down a semi truck with a pistol. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I guess tango maybe and cash, maybe, cash and tangle. Maybe tango and cash is shades of uh, of highballing. <laughs> maybe that's where they got the idea. Uh, um, I would have run that fucker over. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, he just he stand out in the middle of the goddamn road with a pistol. He's like, showing what's, it. What's going on here? Wait, and you're being on. hijacked, and Jerry Reed just stops. And not only that, but let me tell you something, people. Let me speak on this. Um, the the part at the beginning when they're like. Uh, you know, what we should do is get some guns. Well, you know what? Guess what? That's true. <laughs> get the fucking guns. And then when somebody tries to fucking do that shit and you shoot back, they'll probably quit. They're like, no, 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 son. Ain't going to get no guns. I'm just going to drive my truck down the road, son. <laughs> and sing my songs. Sing my song. Oh, when you high rolling. And I wondered why. Now, was this also known as high rolling? Because the uh, movie was called High Ballin', yeah, his, and the song, song was High Rollin', and there's not much difference between ballin' and rollin' as far as, like, probably rhyming something. So if you're making the movie called uh, – maybe the maybe the song came first. Maybe it was on an album, and he just thought, well, well, song, we'll just make a movie called High Ballin'. Yeah. My, uh, high rollin'. Please no – let's see. The, oh, it says High Rollin' on the soundtrack. It doesn't say anything about there being an alternate title. Whatever. Filming locations, Milton, Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is a combination Canadian-American film. Two truck drivers fight off thugs. Um, I liked this film a lot. Um, I was surprised. I thought after seeing the five on IMDb, after reading a little bit more, and then somebody actually said uh, that it was like, what did, the, what did that review say? the most boring something or like nothing. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't like, I thought I, I had fun watching it. I thought I, the chase scenes are really good. There's some really good stunt work in it. Um, you know, the story is kind of generic, whatever, but I mean, I, you know, I liked the characters. Jerry Reed's very likable. Um, if you've seen Smokey and the bandit, you get an idea of kind of how he acts, but, um, I think he was in several movies. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Gato TV series. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's another good one. Gator. Apparently, he had an appearance in the 2005 Dukes of Hazard. He was in Waterboy uh, with fucking Adam Sandler. I might have seen Waterboy in the theater. Waterboy and Jerry Reed. Ugh. Um, oh, man, that movie was awesome. Really? really? <laughs> no. Wait. Oh, he he. Moonrunners. He was in Moonrunners. Wasn't that the one that was kind of like? Uh, was that the one that was? Like the Dukes of Hazard. Oh, he played. He did a song in it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was the one that was the Dukes of Hazard. But he he was not in the movie. He just did a song in it. That was the one where they ripped off Dukes of Hazard and got their asses sued. No, no, I think it was the other way around. Dukes of Hazard ripped off. Yeah, Moon yeah. Runners, Dukes yeah. of Hazard ripped them off. Yeah, and then they sued their fucking nuts off <laughs> and stuff. Uh, we can get into your notes here, or your your thoughts. Your thoughts. Here. thoughts. <laughs> I know you, I know you didn't take notes. My brain. Um, I liked this movie a lot when I was a kid, mm-hmm. like in junior high or whatever. What was this? What year was this? This 70, was 1978. 78. Okay. Oh. 
So, you know, and, and I remember seeing it at the drive-in and liking it. I, I, I don't know why back in the day, I think it was, I mean, Peter Fonda was always in the drive-in, the drive-in movies like, um, uh, Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry, this movie, and he was, and uh, a race with the devil. He was always in movies with like cars and shit, which appealed to you know a young redneck uh, kid like me. I wasn't a redneck. <laughs> I'd fight you if you called me a redneck. Anyway, I did. Anyway, so anyway, um, <laughs> and I wasn't. <laughs> Fuck you. So, um, but I liked him, and I always tried to see all the shit. For some reason, him and Dennis Hopper mm-hmm. at one time, I would watch. Anything they were in, and that's how I knew about Mad Morgan and and fucking you know movies like that. Even before you know nowadays that it's a cult classic, because um, I just thought they were two cool dudes. Uh, but I will say this, and I have to I have to admit this. Um, when I was a kid, I remember vividly you know Peter Fonda riding that motorcycle in, and the guys making fun of his boots and. He was fucking cool as shit, and he, and he took those iron things out, and the one guy only used one, and he used two, and whipped the guy's ass and everything. And I thought that was cool as shit. Um, this time, I don't know, man. I, especially, okay, first of all, and I, I, this is this this Jerry Reed got on my fucking nerves. Really? Yes. Why? And I am not kidding. When I was doing all the impressions of him through this, I saying, son, and, hey, what are you doing over there, son? I'm on a CB radio and round on, down, 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 no, no, no. It got on my fucking nerves. Uh. It was like, God damn. And I think it might have been because, like Sammy said on their show about the friend that, that is just the greatest guy in the world, but you just want to say, man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but you don't want to hurt their feelings. It, it was kind of like that. I, he, I, I he, like him, but but I will say this: once the movie um, got once the, it got, I, I I did not like. He got on my nerves a lot when they had the car carrier and Fonda was on the back doing all his shit, trying to throw stuff at the cars and push cars off, and the other guy gets on there and they're fighting and everything. Well, just to keep Jerry Reed in the fucking movie. He has loudspeakers pointing toward the back of the of the the trailer, and he's on that goddamn CB just running his fucking mouth the entire <laughs> goddamn time, like not narrating, but it was just like, "Hey, look at that! Look at what was it? Tank? Hey, look at that! Tank all his son, the little fucking shithead, Leaf Garrett looking mop head, fucking douche." Uh, <laughs> Dad. Can I go ride with you? No, take all. I can't take you all without today. And uh, this is going to be too dangerous. Take all, but I can whip your ass. You better go home and go to bed. Um, he just got on my <laughs> fucking nerves with that shit. Now, give him hell, son. Give him hell, son. Whip a hell. Put a car down on top of their head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he he did that too much there at one point. So it got on my fucking nerves. Um, but. I liked the stunts. Uh, the The stunts in it were really good. I mean, the guys climbing around on the car carrier, pushing yeah. the cars off. The cars keep coming and all that shit and explosions and shit like that. Some of the, uh, 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 you know, just that was that was pretty cool. Um, I liked that girl's. I thought that girl had a pretty nice ass, and she had those. Like you said, they were kind of high waisted. It was almost like a, what was the 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 the, the dazed and confused movie, where the <laughs> yeah, girls yeah, yeah. were laying on the bed and they have the high waisted jeans, but they're so tight. <laughs> 
that's the way the girls wore their fucking pants when I was in school. And so when she was standing up, leaning on the bar or showing her ass, it reminded me of like all these chicks that I went to school with that, you know, <laughs> and that's how they would dress. They'd be at school and you'd be sitting there with a fucking boner at like uh, 14 years old. Like, oh, my fucking God, I ain't never going to get that. Up. These goddamn holes won't get me out of that puzzle. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so anyway, um, the, the – um, <laughs> I don't know. I I, I, I like Fonda was he kind of turned into action hero and action star, and it seemed like there was a lot of stuff that was being done where you could tell like it was him, mm-hmm. like climbing around on mm-hmm. shit, yeah. like up in that. Man, I wouldn't have climbed in that fucking warehouse. Yeah, I yeah. sure as shit wouldn't have got up on that goddamn the fucking rafters, beans. Yeah. That was high. Um, but uh, first part of it, I was kind of like, man, uh, this isn't as good as I remember, and I'm not really feeling it. And then when Jerry Reed was was talking his shit on the fucking CB, it, it really annoyed me. But then it started getting uh, – it, it just the stunt shit to yeah. me saved it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You want to go into uh, you? You cover just about everything else. I mean, uh, that her little uh, little titties and her trashy looking. Uh, I don't know. You know what? It, 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 it's weird. I get. I have this weird feeling. Um, like she goes in and he's outside, and I didn't understand that either. First of all, okay, drop me off here. You go and check into that motel, and I'll be right with you. So he hides behind a tree out in the fucking cold, waiting to see if anybody's following. And here comes that fucking van, and it goes. And as soon as it sees her truck in the parking lot, it slows down. It, to, it comes to a complete stop. They see the truck. They see where she's at and everything, or where they're at. And then the truck kind of goes up around the corner. So he sees them. He knows that they know where they're at and everything. So you think, okay, here's what you know. Peter Fonda did that for a reason. That's smart. Now he's going to go, and he's going to like. Uh, put pillows under the blankets to make it look like they're in there, and he's going to go hide around the corner. And when they bust in and shoot the bed up, he's going to pull the come out, pop out with the gun and shoot him. No, he goes in the goddamn place, and they both take off all their clothes and fuck, and he falls asleep, <laughs> knowing that these guys are coming to kill him. That didn't make sense. <laughs> no. uh, but it, but it's weird. What I was going to say about how I felt was. Um, he dropped her off or told her to drop him off. So he goes to the hotel room and she doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't know that he's looking out for these guys or whatever. So she thinks, you know, ooh, he wants to go to this motel. So she goes in and starts dolling herself up and everything and puts on her little sexy outfit and shit. And I almost, I don't know if I would say I felt sorry for her, but it's almost like she's, she's kind of hoey and everything, but she, she wants to, she actually likes Peter Fonda. So she wants to doll herself up and she was trying to look as sexy as she can. But now if they would have had like some penthouse pet chick or some chick from today that was like, had just the most incredible body. She actually looked like a girl that would like be in that position. Yeah. 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 And she puts this stuff on trying to look really sexy, but when and when you when you see her, it's almost kind of like you know, she's like I don't know how to put it, but I, I know she was trying to do her best, but she I don't say she looked ridiculous. I admired her effort, but if she would have just you know, I don't know, got under the covers naked, it probably would have been just as. But he he liked uh, untying her 
that thing must have had five thousand or of his big yeah, lace the, thing it, all it the way was up. Big, it was a big ugly blue thread tying it together. <laughs> yeah, it didn't it, match at all. I always hated in like old pornos if a girl um I I wanted all their shit to match. Like if they had white shoes on, I wanted white hose, white garter belt, white bra, <laughs> white panties. I hated when they would have mix and match shit. It looks looks like shit. It looks tacky or just get naked. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, this movie, uh, my if I was going to score this uh, when I was like, um, I don't know, 14 or something mm-hmm. like that, I probably would have given it a – Seven point five, but uh-huh. as an old man, uh, I like the drive-in movie stuff, and that it was probably you know not a big high-budget movie, but they did the best they can. I admire that, but it has dropped down to probably six point two five. I'm I'm honestly right there with you. The stuff that bothered you, I I, I like Jerry Reed. I, there's something about there's something about him that is is uh, nostalgic for me. I, like yeah, I said, like, yeah, like I mean, I said, me too. Because it reminds me of being a kid. But I was did, surprised that he got on my nerves like that because I always liked Jerry Reed. I liked yeah. his music. I liked you know. Well, he. Um, I mean, you know. It's, Mister, uh, maybe it just maybe it just caught me on a bad day. <laughs> Could be. Stink City is Las Cruces, Mexico. I'm still looking at that list. Oh God! <laughs> There's a sewage treatment plant placed right next to the interstate and several truck stops. They call it Stink City. <laughs> yeah, you go in there and eat and smell some shit, son. <laughs> oh, get some pussy off on some beaver. Uh, Packertown. Packertown. I wonder where that's at. Shithole. <laughs> um. The. Uh, I thought Packertown would be fucking San Francisco. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, I you know I liked it, but I'm honestly my score is about right there with you. I, I give it a six point five out of ten. Have you um, ever been to Coontown? No, it's a, it's a, it sounds like it's in the middle of nowhere. It's uh, what was it? Where was it again? It was fucking Atlanta, Georgia. No, no, no Albany, Georgia. Albany. God, that is fucking so dis. I mean, honest to God, there's another one. There was another one. I that really, that really fucking just kind of like. I wonder if they still use that rednecky crap. They don't yeah. even use CBs anymore, probably. Well, yeah, they do. I, I'm sure the truck drivers do. Was, I mean, I remember we had CBs in all our cars, and yeah, well, like the, you know, you was always talking on the CB because you didn't have cell phones and shit, and you wanted to find out if it was a county mountain on the road. All them bears up there, a bear. But um, the um. Coontown. There was an, there no, was the only reason I, w- I was asking that is because I always wanted to go down to Abdullah the Butcher's rib shack. Oh, that would be amazing. Ribs and food, yeah. If he was there, it would be amazing. I wonder if he, I wonder if he hangs out there a lot. I don't think he does much else now. I mean, he's really kind of too fat to oh, do God, a lot. He's awful. Yeah. Uh, I thought I saw another one in there, another redneck kind of... I guess, I guess the queer city is another one, or queer That's, town, or whatever. Yeah, some so. of that stuff, I mean... When I was like really young, I would probably like we're making fun of it now, but it's really kind of gross. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, really, it's like Jesus Christ. Dirty side is New York and New Jersey. Am I covering well enough? What? Nothing. Oh, Gay Bay, that was it. Gay <laughs> <K> Bay. <laughs> Little Cuba, Miami. Anyway, um, yeah, six point five for me. This is, um, you know, 
if you like trucker movies, you'll probably dig Trucking um, down to Frisco Bay. If you like Jerry Reed, you'll have fun with it. And there's good shit in here. I mean, it's on Netflix Instant, too, so there's a... I'd have banged that girl. And I, I don't ever... What else was she in? Because you seem to know who she was. Um, she, I recognize her. Hang on. I'm going to have to look again. Um, I mean, I thought she was, you know... And she still looks good. She was on some TV show not that long ago. For an old- Shaver was in... Uh, she was in The Color of Money... She was in. Oh, she was the one Paul Newman's girlfriend in The Color of Money at the beginning. At the, she was like a bartender and stuff. She was in. Uh, she was a cute little chick. Yeah. God, she had that uh, 70s butt. Amityville Horror. Amityville Horror. TJ Hooker. Well, she's only in one episode of that. TJ Hooker. She was on Hill Street Blues song. And she was in the Osterman Weekend. Sam Peckinpah's cocaine fueled uh, with <laughs> and Craig T. Nelson, who is a right wing asshole now, and is a drunk. Really, this part is mine. Was with Tommy Lee Jones. That was a good one. Philip Marlowe, Private Eye, with uh, Powers Booth. That was a TV show. Powers one of the first HBO TV shows. She directed a lot of TV, also. I think so. Yeah, she's a talented chick. Yes, she is. Yeah, she went from uh, uh, pickup in tight jeans and uh, her little uh, titty. To actually having a career and being a smart, intelligent <laughs> woman. Good for her. Yeah, so smart, intelligent MILF. 6.5 and a 6.25 from us. Um, yeah. Still worth checking out. It's yeah, good, it's, it is. Good it movie. is. Good movie. Yeah. Solid movie. Uh, <laughs> let's take a break and come back and review Black Dog. Okay? Okay. Sounds good to me. We'll be right back. Okay. GGTMC live for you, fresh air. Big Willie and the Samurai are at your service, breaking films down and turning them around, giving recommendations that are always on point. Visit GGTMC.com for more information. The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema. Bringing class to the trash since 1977. Well, I pulled out of Pittsburgh, I rolling down that eastern seaboard. I got my diesel wound up, and she's a running like I never before. Yeah! There's a speed zone ahead of it, all right. I don't see a top inside. Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight. Woo! I know that's awesome. Time for some black dog. I was gonna use some Randy Travis in here, but I don't have any. And yeah. Yeah, his music's pretty. I mean, he's not bad, but I mean, his music's kind of yeah, it's kind of generic yeah. country. Generic lovey dovey. I, I, I like his voice. I don't really like his like songs all that much, though. Yeah. He's got that kind of voice. like you got, like, uh, 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 fucking rolls of nickels stuffed up his nose. And he's got... His voice is fucking deep. Like, his balls are enormous. No, actually, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Randy Travis's voice... You could sew his mouth shut, and he could still sing because everything comes out his nose. Everything. His nose has to be all like it has to fucking vibrate like crazy because it's yeah. like it's deep but like nasal at the same time. Like, like I, I couldn't imagine. Start sneezing and yeah. Um, so yeah, we got uh, we got Black Dog from 1998. Um, jaw. 
This is uh, directed by Kevin Hooks, who also did Passenger 57. Kevin. Um, that seems like a... I don't know. It doesn't really fit... The, a, a trucker movie doesn't really fit in with the rest of his stuff. Did a lot of TV. Did a lot of... Uh, well, he did Prison Break, a couple show episodes of that. A few episodes. 14, well. Um... Let's see. Uh, an ex-con takes a drive a job driving a, a truck cross country. What he doesn't know is that the truck is filled with illegal weapons, and now he must fight to survive and save his family. Uh, this has uh, Patrick Swayze, as we already mentioned, Meatloaf, Randy Travis, and some other people that are annoying and that I didn't uh, remember. So, yeah. Sam, what are your Please. thoughts of Black Dog? Um. I had never seen this movie Ooh. known as known as Black Dog. Um, I uh, I had heard of it, of course, uh, because Swayze was pretty big at one time, and I think this was. I mean, um, you know, when he did Dirty Dancing and Red Dawn and The Outsiders and shit like that, he was pretty pretty big, pretty hot, you know. And everything. I mean, not hot. Well, you know, I guess maybe he was, but um, <laughs> uh, but um, he kind of started. Missing a little bit. Um, this movie made um, it. What the fuck is that? Where is this coming from? What? Where am I? What am I hearing? I'm hearing uh, something like somebody talking. I don't hear anything. Wait a minute. So anyway, I'll just continue until I find the thing I need to close that has somebody talking. <laughs> um, what in the fuck? Is it the is it a porn site with a pop up ad? Shut your yes it is. Shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, I was looking at pictures of this chick that's got really great boobs. Anyway, um, so you go to Paris, France, and um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Um, he had now this movie. It, it's an action movie, pretty much straight up action movie. I mean, it's just like the other one where the the the, the anything with a girl in it is just kind of thrown in uh, to show. I think that Patrick Swayze. Or uh, Jerry Reed wasn't gay for Peter Fonda, or Patrick Swayze wasn't you know <laughs> wasn't gay, gay for Randy Travis. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, now he um, he's pretty much a family man. He's had a little some troubles. Uh, he got his license taken away for life, which I thought was kind of funny. They took my driver's license away for life. His trucker's license. Trucker's license. Yeah, yeah. just trucker's license. I don't know that they'd ever do that, but yeah, I thought that was kind of, seemed kind of weird, but, um, you know, it, it adds to the story, but he's got a, he's got a a nice little kid, nice little wife, you know, kind of a, 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 a mommy, uh, M F M I L F. Um, now uh, she was in, um, an episode of Seinfeld where mm -hmm. they were making fun of, uh, uh, the OJ case where she was trying to put on a bra, but it wouldn't fit. <laughs> yeah. I think that was on the other night. I think it was on last night. Yeah. So anyway, um, Brenda, he, Song. he, um, he's, you know, gets this offer. The guy's like, you know, obvious, I, obviously he has a reputation. Mm -hmm. He has a reputation of being, uh, uh, a, a, a very good driver. Like, I mean, it's like one of those deals where, you know, I heard of you. Usually, you know, it's like kind of ridiculous. Like this guy would be, you know, he's just a fucking truck driver, but he's he's some well known for being a, an exceptional truck driver. So anyway, um, this dude uh, says, you know, hey, 
I got this load, see, and I need to get it from here to here in this amount of time. And, you know, I, I know you're a good driver and all this and that. So he uh, offers it to him and Swayze's leery to begin to start with. He knows he's been there before uh, as far as hauling like illegal shit. Yeah. And uh, he's taken a chance before for the big money and has, has uh, you know, so he's he's been around the block. He, he's not a, d- a dumb ski. And um, so – he, uh, the guy kind of has him by the nuts and, uh, and says, you know, um, if you don't do this, I'm going to, you know, kind of, he, he just basically puts him in a pickle. So he's, he, he goes ahead and he decides he's going to do this because as I said in the high and review, because I fucked up, uh, he's going to lose his house. <laughs> For some reason, his wife uh, doesn't tell him that, hey, you know, well, he was in prison. And he and, and uh, she didn't tell him that, you know, when you were in prison, you know, I wasn't paying the bills and, you know, they're going to come and take the house away. And this kind of shocks him. And she's she's pretty cool about it. She says, you know, why don't we sell the fucking house, pay off all our bills, we'll get an apartment, we'll move back to, where was it? Newark. Was it in, Newark, New Jersey. I don't want to live in Newark anymore, uh, where so and so has to, you know, they have to have metal detectors in the schools and all this and that. Yeah. So it's basically setting him up as I wouldn't say the whore with a heart of gold, but he's the Gary Cooper, you know, uh, hero <laughs> guy who is um, all about his family, and he may do the wrong thing, but the only reason he will is because he'll do anything to keep his family happy, healthy, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he he goes and he's dealing with this uh, rather large uh, uh, chunk of meatloaf. Who <laughs> really wasn't that? I mean, he's not that big a- anymore. He wasn't that huge in this movie or no, anything. No, like no. when he was did bad out of hell, he was big. And um, so now and they, not- they set him up so well. Like he clips coupons all the time. Talks about Win Dixie. He yeah, smokes gonna, cigars. Yeah. He evangelizes constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And they set him up so well, but they don't fucking use him enough. Yeah. And, and um, when he's on the screen, it's like, whoa, there he is. And then he's gone he's, again. <laughs> he's wacky and he's got some charisma for a guy who w- really wasn't an actor. Yeah. Um, he, he can, he pulls off the, the kind of crazy fucking redneckish kind of guy. And, um, now his, it seemed like, well, one of the drivers for the, for their company pulls up in the truck and out steps. And so Randy Travis, um, while we're, while we're in that same general area, let me say how lazy it was that when they had the car chase at the beginning through the city and uh, there's a bus crash and the fucking, it's supposed to be in New Jersey. The fucking bus says Charlotte, uh, Metro on the side, (laughs) which is North Carolina. They pass through North Carolina. Obviously it's filmed there, but I guess you know, at least fucking cover up Charlotte Metro on the side of your bus if you're supposed to be in fucking Newark, New Jersey, or wherever. Yeah, it is. yeah, you know. But, I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> that uh, a, hey, that was a, that was a good that was a good uh, good chase though. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. This movie um, had some fucking nuts crashes. Yeah, it was it was pretty. Uh, you know, whoever wrote it just kind of kept it simple. 
uh, it was it really was a you know keep it simple. I was going to mm-hmm. say a kiss movie, which with like Gene and Simmons or something. No, but it was a it, it was a keep it simple storyline. He's the good guy. He's he's over a barrel financially, so he's going to do something to to save his family. Something that's not quite legal. He doesn't really exactly know what's going on. He just knows that it smells fishy. Right. Uh, I thought it was cool that. Uh, they kept a fucking mean ass pit bull chained up in the back of the truck. So when you open the thing up, they're like, "What the fuck's that?" You know, and you know that thing was back here just shitting its guts out. You know, I mean, they, it was just in there. I mean, and they, when they were driving, he was hanging out. They wasn't chained to anything, so was, yeah, there's probably shit everywhere. Oh yeah. So anyway, um, I was looking. This whole thing was filmed in Georgia and North Carolina. Yeah, so right the, around your your area. Yeah, the. Uh, um, the Georgia stuff, I guess, was there. So we got an Atlanta stage works. I don't know where that is, but Wilmington Film Studios. I'm, I assume like there's a you know the part at the end with the the docks and stuff that's supposed to be New Jersey again. But the, that's I'd assume that's Wilmington. So there's a, there's a few uh, uh, movie studios down there. They do they did yeah. Dawson's Creek down there and shit. So well, um, he, he Swayze is kind of. Uh, that they they're saying that there's possible. I guess the only way that I could figure it out is they're they're kind of saying that that uh, like you said the hijacking kind of a thing uh, because they say we're going to have these two guys follow you in a car and Swayze goes what the fuck are they going to follow us in a car for and they said well we always have on all of our trucks we have people you know uh, in cars following them right and so it's like I guess for protection. And uh, so you're introduced to the – there's basically four guys that are going to be with Swayze. You have Randy Travis uh, who rides in the car with – With Swayze. With, or in the truck with Swayze. Uh, and then you have this African-American guy and this kind of redneck douche, douchebag kind of guy. And they ride together. Oh uh, no! That Gabriel Cassius plays the black guy. That he he, he I've seen him in some stuff. Yeah, I have too. He's he's a the dry. He has the Camaro. Mm-hmm. And then you have fucking Brian Kelly, who plays. Uh, he's I, I don't know what he's supposed to be. I mean, he's worthless. Like he yeah. doesn't do anything in the movie except make bad jokes. Yeah, and, and he's he does a fucking awful. Joe Pesci thing like he's got this Joe Pesci thing going on all the time like the, the voice and like the mannerisms and he, uh, it's terrible I know I shouldn't drink apple juice it gives me gas you it listen is. here Wes one fart and you walking um, <laughs> so anyway you know one one uh, interesting note about this is uh, Kevin Sorbo was supposed to play Swayze's part oh, and no. he got he got hurt so can you imagine if this would I'll tell you what I think I don't know I don't think it would have made one goddamn bit of difference. Uh, <laughs> Probably uh, not. Other than Swayze had a following from like the chicks and stuff, mm-hmm. because I think he had more of a chick following than he did like a, a, a like a. Okay, um, say you take like some you know like a rugged uh, action star guy. I don't think Swayze. I think that he kind of wanted to try and do that by like being in movies like this, but I think his bread and butter was Ghost, uh, Dirty, Dancing, Dirty Dancing, and and movies like that because I think the chicks liked him. I think that he, I don't know how to say, it, like in a, a not Inglorious Bastard, Uncommon Valor, he was even though he's an athletic guy, he's not. 
he's the kind of guy that you don't look at and say, man, I, I like if you watch uh, uh, Expendables, you're like, man, fucking Dolph is cool. Yeah. Or Van Damme's going to be in this one, in the next one. And man, he looks fucking badass or or, you know, whatever guy. And you watch the movie uh, Predator, Billy Bear. Fuck, man. He was so cool in that. Or Schwarzenegger. You don't a guy. I don't think you look at Swayze. Even in Roadhouse, you don't look at Swayze and think, "Man, he's fucking badass." I want to, I want to be like him, <laughs> or, because or, he kind of does break. like <laughs> when he fights, he kind of does like dancer sort of moves, and and he's he's, he's a little better in this. He's, he's better with that in this one. Like, I don't mind the dancer moves, but yeah, he, he does. He he's fists only in this one. Yeah, but but I mean, he just he's not um, even in. I don't know how to put it with him. He's kind of middle of the road everything. He's not uh, badass enough to be like a tough guy that you want the guys want to be. He's not super duper good looking. He's got a, got a rugged good looks, but he's a little bit too good looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chicks do like him and everything. So anyway, this is kind of a, a, a him delving into the action genre. Uh, and this was this was way past trucker time. I mean, this is 1998. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's kind of it's kind of a, a um, it's a rural kind of a redneck movie. I could see like you know fucking Peter Fonda being in this, you know, playing the Swayze part, or you know, and Jerry Reed would be the Randy Travis or fucking part, and you know, who knows, Ned Beatty is Meatloaf. I mean, you can just re- you know, but it, it's it's way past its time. Now, um, like I said, it's bare bones uh, as far as the storyline goes. Yeah, yeah. You have the the corrupt bad guys, you have the good guys, and who which one of them is. Um, which one of them is not what it seems to be yeah, right. and, and is like a, a traitor or helping the bad guys. Uh, now you throw in – now this was this was one of the worst parts I think of the fucking movie. Uh. You throw in Charles S. Dutton who played Rock on the TV show Rock uh, and was in Aliens 3. Um, but you also have this Stephen Toblowski who plays uh, – Charles S. Dutton is the FBI agent. Steven Toblowski is this ball-headed ATF guy. <laughs> Where was I, I, Oh, he was in Groundhog Day. He was the, the yeah, insurance. Yeah, Ned sense. Flanderson. <laughs> but he's such a douche in this, and it's so out of, like, character and out of place that if, if they would have just made him, like, um, like the really super-duper straight-lace uh, ATF guy – who does everything by the book, mm-hmm, and Charles mm-hmm. S. Dutton is more the rugged guy that's like, you know, you're you're fucking everything up, and they're they're button heads. But he's really he's like always to Charles S. Dutton. You really should learn to control that temper. It's uh, it's going to cause you to to. And he tries to kind of be funny, but uh, he has kind of a a. Uh, they lead to me. He kind of is sort of stereotypical, maybe gay. Did you kind of get that yeah, feeling yeah, that yeah, he was yeah. well, like he, an, he always intellectual? You know, just I don't know. It just it, it really his character was clown was uh, um, not realistic. It was stupid. It was thrown in there, I think, for like comedy, and that's sort of like the uh, the the guy that we were talking about that rides along with uh, uh, Swayze and uh, that that was talking about farting in the car. Oh and god, he was awful. same way. It was bad humor. It was just kind of moronic, stupid shit that they would say. Both of them. Um, so I didn't really care for the FBI ATF thing. It, it was, uh, it ha- I guess, it kind of had to be there, but they could have made those guys just like, uh, you know, hard ass uh, 
cops. Yeah. You know, button heads a little bit, but, you know, one of them's a, uh, like a Nick Nolte hard ass, uh, uh, guy who will break the rules, but get the job done. The other guys that, you know, but, but they didn't. So anyway, we'll get along. With it. Um, this, um, there was the one guy, the Cyril O'Reilly. Um, he was at the, in the beginning, and then I forgot all about him. And then he just fucking showed up again. Are you got you ever, you ever IMDb up? Yeah, that's this guy Cyril O'Reilly. He's the he was he, the, he was the henchman for yeah. He was a henchman, and he showed up at, at Swayze's house while Swayze yeah. was on the road because they knew that when once you know Swayze kind of figured out what he was hauling and shit. I burned my fucking arm the other day on my exhaust pipe on my motorcycle. And I haven't put anything on it. I'm sitting here, and I just start rubbing it because it's kind of scabby, and it's it's got uh, ugh, some stuff kind of squirted. <laughs> so I had to put some antibiotic ointment on it. Ointment. Uh, anyway, um, they know when Swayze kind of sees, opens up the back of the truck and sees what's going on and shit, and the and the shit starts going down like people are shooting machine guns and shit at him and stuff. Uh, that. Um, more than likely, he's going to say, fuck this shit. I'm not going to jail. He didn't even have a driver's license, a trucker's driver's license. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's like, "If I can't do this because if I do this, then um, um, it, all it's going to take is if a cop pulls me over, if I have to stop it. I mean, when you drive a truck, there's mandatory things. If there's a way station along the road and you're driving your truck and you have a load, you have to stop. You have to go through. They put you on the scales. They check everything. They check your manifest and all this and that and everything. And sometimes they'll open up the back of the truck. And he's like, I don't even have a fucking license. So, I mean, I'm fucked if I even get pulled over one time. So to get leverage on him, they send the Cyril, what's his face, henchman, to his house. and, 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 And also Swayze is on parole. So that's another thing where he's kind of fucked because... When you're on parole, your parole officer can show up at any time of the day, any time of the night, and say, "I want to piss test you right now. I want to, you know, you have to be. You can't. Swayze wasn't allowed to leave the state, and but to do the run. Where was he going? Atlanta. He was driving from. He he flew to Atlanta, which right. I don't know. In about in 1998, this is pre 9/11. I'm pretty sure you still couldn't fly if you were fucking on parole. If you're not allowed to fly interstate, you know? We'll put it this way. It took you like twice as long to get from fucking Cincinnati home <laughs> as it took me to drive the whole goddamn thing. But, um, <laughs> and it took it took like less than a day for him to drive from Atlanta to Newark while while uh, taking back roads and avoiding the thugs, too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. The thugs are after him all the time. But um, this movie, man, I'm telling you what. I was just kind of lukewarm about it, uh, getting into it, but Jesus, okay, and I did read some shit, so there's a reason probably why some of the fucking stunt shit in this is crazy. Yeah, the, some of the, the truck driving was amazing. The with the the truck sliding, the trailer sliding sideways was pretty nuts. Well, they were doing some shit that they shouldn't have been doing because <laughs> they got like a sixteen thousand dollar fine or something like that because they weren't following. The like regulations and shit. I guess there's certain things you're allowed to do and not allowed to do. And they blew up a, um, they blew up something. They had like a this battery hooked up to an explosion, and they didn't do it the proper way, the way they were supposed to do it. And some fucking people got hurt and stuff. But you see some fucking major league. I mean, these big rigs. 
you, I, I, when you're in like Vanishing Point or uh, Death Proof or something like that, and you're in a car, it's bad enough. They, but a car is a hell of a lot easier to control. And Swayze even talks about this in the movie, where he's talking about uh, just driving the truck, and the guy says, "You know, why don't you do this or do that?" And he says, "I'd burn the you'd burn the brakes right off this thing." And my dad drove a truck for like thirty fucking years, so I know some shit about this stuff because. It's almost like a fucking train. You know, uh-huh, if you uh-huh. get in front of a train, you might be like, well, that train's way off, and you stand in the middle of the tracks. Well, guess what? That train has so much weight behind it, it takes forever for it to stop. So you may think you're a long way away, and the thing still can't fucking stop. Same way with a truck in principle. You know, he said, you know, you have to downshift the gears and brake, or you'll fucking burn the brakes right off the fucking truck and everything else. Uh, and a truck, you know, whereas like a standard car has maybe four or five gears, this thing has a bazillion gears, and they have a little button on the gear shift that you flip up for high and low on each gear. Um, so it's a lot more complicated than what people would think. They, they, and, they have the nice truck porn moment early on when he's yeah. when Swayze's. He's been. It's been a while since he's driven. And he's he's taken a minute, but they do it in slow motion where he's like flipping switches and stuff, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. you see the truck like like rumbling and stuff, and and yeah. and they offer him like a brand new truck right at the beginning. He goes, "Nope, I don't want this." And they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about? It's brand new. It's cherry or whatever." And he wanted something low key, so he kind of picked one that was a little bit more worn out and yeah, shit. Yeah, so he wouldn't be uh, he wouldn't be a target or be but obvious you- driving down the road. You, the one sort of thing that I mean, I had a hard time understanding one part, which was um, Meatloaf was saying, "Here's this load. Take it down here." Okay, then <laughs> it didn't make sense because why would you try and steal something that you just helped load up? You just had it right there. I mean, yeah, was, that, I, right I was there. confused about that too because it would have made more sense if he helped load it up, knew what it was, and but then kept his identity hidden. Or for insurance reasons, like if you say, okay, say uh, big uh, uh, big boss says, I want to take this shit down here. And you're working for him. You're like second in command, and you mm-hmm. want to steal the shit without Big Boss knowing about it. Um, you know, and you hire this guy to do it. Well, then all they would have had to do was tell Swayze, okay, drive down the road, drive a hundred miles, uh, uh, pull the truck into this truck stop, and fucking go home. We'll have a car there. We'll drive you home. And then they just take it and say, you know, okay, the the truck was hijacked. Uh, the one thing that I liked about this movie and and I found myself saying this with this movie and Highball and was I just w- was laughingly yelling at the screen. Don't they know all they need to do to hijack a truck is to um, get some Hondas and uh, Toyotas and put nitrous on them, drive uh, incredibly fast in front of the car, turn around, drive incredibly fast backwards. In front of the car, shoot a harpoon into the fucking windshield of the truck, and then climb across a cable hooked to the harpoon. It's so stupid that, that I hate that fucking those fucking movies because they're just dumb. But at least this one, you know, they did do some stupid shit. Uh, I remember in the seventies when people were hijacking trucks because, like I said, my dad was a truck driver, mm-hmm. and for the most part, um, if you were pulled off to the side of the road or something like that. Uh, then they'd come over and say, get out of the fucking truck, and they'd take your fucking truck at gunpoint or something like that. There, I don't think 
there was ever an occasion you're not going to fucking put your life on the line trying to run a truck off the road or trying to whatever and half the time they would just come up to the guy and say hey here's fucking two hundred dollars right uh just go back and tell them that your truck got hijacked and you won't get hurt. You'll make money. We'll get all this shit and sell it, and we'll make money. So sometimes in these movies, it's pretty ridiculous how they do shit. Now, Swayze, he's he's not a happy man because <laughs> no, no, he, he doesn't want to be doing this shit. He never cracks a smile or anything in the, almost the entire movie. Uh, he doesn't know who to trust out of the three guys that are with him. Uh, at first, it seems like um, they did – okay, at first, didn't they – they wanted – Randy Travis to ride with him in the truck. And he was, he, for some reason, I don't know why, he just decides that he would rather have, uh, what's his face? The, um, the black oh, guy. Yeah. I don't yeah, remember his name. Sonny. Sonny, they, yeah. And he, said, he, he, he was afraid that he was afraid that Randy Travis was letting, uh, meatloaf know where they were. Yeah, but but I mean, this was wasn't this right off the bat when he first got in the truck? Well, no, Randy this is, Travis, this is after that first, uh, where it was like, it was the the car chase with the two guys in the what that well I don't know what that thing was that gold ish car where they ended up driving through grass and stuff. Yeah, it was right after that where he slammed on the brakes. Where practice phases went, that's how he ended the chase is to slam on the brakes. Yeah, well he 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 kind of oh yeah yeah he said uh, he 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 told him that um, get going real fast or whatever. Yeah. And then get out of the way. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty awesome. <laughs> right up the ass. Which I, I thought, as soon as I saw that, I thought, man, that dog is probably in there pissing its fucking <laughs> There's like a there fireball coming. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, anyway, he kind of goes through a thing where he, um, the, 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 the guy, Sonny, the black guy, he sits in the truck with him. So he kind of gets to know him a little bit. But, you know, he's still leery because, you know. I was thinking the whole time, I was like, okay, the bad guy is probably going to act like he's a nice guy. So you don't know if you can trust him even if you end up liking him. Yeah. And then he he ends up having, you know, Randy Travis rides in the truck with him again. And then he starts talking to him. And, you know, of course they have to make it that Randy Travis is a, is a fledgling wannabe uh, songwriter. And uh, he's singing at first and he's purposefully sounding like shit. <laughs> and... And uh, Swayze's like, uh, oh, you, 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 that's your big song? Uh, you know, yeah, you might want to not quit your fucking day job. And he's like, I'm Randy Travis. And uh, so then uh, he never really bonds with that one douche, douche nozzle guy. Um, but um, he he still – it's not like he hates him. But then you kind of start th- seeing – he starts smelling a rat. Even somebody says, hey, there's a rat here because these fuckers seem to know everywhere we're going. They always show up. And so then it's a question of finding out of the three guys. And then the one guy even brings up a good point. He says, well, how the hell do we know it's not Jack Cruz who is Swayze? <laughs> Jack Cruz. You know? What a name. <laughs> like they're in the dark too. So um, it's – then after that, it's kind of like, okay, who's, who's the mole – and um, like I said, you have the you have the the side story of the cops. Uh, Swayze finds out what he's hauling, and he's kind of like, okay, I don't want to do this shit, but now they have something they're really holding over my head that if I almost have to do it. But he's trying to figure out a way. Okay, how can I get out of this? How can I get out of this? How can I save my family? Uh, 
pay my fucking bills so they don't take my house and get this asshole meatloaf and, you know, take care of everything. And he's pretty smart. So, and he's kind of wily. And, uh, you know, I think I'll be honest with you. I think that Patrick Swayze, when making this movie, he may have had the time of his life. <laughs> and he may never feel that way again. No, but I mean, poor Patrick Swayze. That's sad what happened yeah. to him. But uh, he was in, uh, he was pretty, um, uh, this wasn't a great success for him as far as movies go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, you know, uh, I think, I'm trying to think, it, it grossed uh, $12 million. Um, made four in the first fucking weekend. So, but I don't think it's a great movie. I think probably, um, I don't know. I, I the the much like uh, highball and the stunts really helped it out because yeah, I was yeah, yeah. I was really kind of like this is just kind of like you know not it was just average, very average. The stunts are far above average. Uh, but it's still just to me. It's still just kind of an average movie. Yeah, the, average action movie. But that's not a bad thing. It's 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 worth a watch. It's not something that I would revisit and watch like over and over and be like, God damn, that was fucking great. But um, it wasn't horrible. It was just milk toast right down the middle. Okay. The um, I did I did get excited when uh, when after the first. Uh, after the first chase wraps up and uh, Randy Travis is like, yeah, you can drive. And he's like, it's coming back to me. And I was like, fuck yeah. Uh, did you ever wear driving gloves? No, I never, I've never See, had any driving gloves. Okay. Now Swayze, like he, he goes and he puts on these, those leather gloves that, you know, have the, 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 <laughs> the like knuckle, their the open knuckles. Yeah. Open knuckles. And then when I was watching drive, I was thinking how douchey that was too. Now I could see maybe in drive if, He's a stuntman and shit like that. But still, to me, I've driven a car. Now, okay, first of all, I like air conditioning. So my hands aren't going to be sweaty as shit. Maybe <laughs> they just or maybe they live in the south. They don't like air conditioning, so and maybe they have sweaty palms. I never got the goddamn driving glove things. I first of all, I think they make you look kind of goofy. Uh, maybe put them on if you don't want to get fingerprints on something or something like that. But let's even like gosling. When he pulls the car at the beginning, and now we're going off into drive. He pulls the car into the parking garage at the beginning, and he immediately jumps out because the crowd's coming out of the basketball game, and he wants to mingle in. But he fucking he turns his jacket inside out, puts a hat on, and he's wearing these goddamn driving gloves. <laughs> now, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, and more than likely, if I saw somebody walking around like that with a pair of driving gloves on, I would just I wouldn't think, okay, that's probably the getaway driver I was just chasing, even though he almost bumped right into the cop. But I would think, God, that guy's a fucking douche walking around with driving gloves on. <laughs> so anyway, that's my that's my filibuster on driving gloves. Whatever. Are they, what are they for? Like, do they help you? Like, I don't know. Like, so if you have to hold the steering wheel for long periods of time, you don't get like blisters or something. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. No. Callers <laughs> or listeners, call in and tell us why do you wear callers gloves? and listeners? Callers and listeners, um, except that one guy. I did. I laughed when Randy Travis told Wes to eat shit. I said that at the beginning of the show. Eat shit, Wes. Yeah, that was kind of funny because I didn't expect. I always figured that like Randy Travis would be like a maybe like a, a one of them country holy roller kind of guys. He is. He, did, he does he, Jesus songs. So he actually he actually swore. Goodness I wonder gracious. how Jesus thought about that. 
He's still crying about it. And uh, I don't like Randy Travis's hair. No. It's like it's styled like almost into a Captain Kirk thing where he has the little flip down thing. He does wear it a pretty looks, epi- epic uh, tasseled leather jacket through the whole thing. And I, and I think Randy Travis probably puts hairspray in his hair. So. Yeah, like consort for men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, when he was big and famous and say he was okay – Late 20s, he married his manager, and she was like 55 years old. And there was always a rumor that Randy Travis might be something that uh, country music fans wouldn't find acceptable. Right. Black? Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know if that's true or not, and I really don't give a fuck. Um the, yeah, but that fucking jacket, man. I think the tassels had tassels on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was, they were dangling everywhere. He was um, red. Swayze didn't fill, fit into me with like um, – The country like was, thing? Well, yeah. They, they touched he, on that though because I mean, he, you know, he's like, do you like country music? He's like, not really my thing. Like, yeah. He, he's like – I think when he was a truck driver, he was a northern truck driver. I, right. I mean even though I was gonna he say, did I've say, seen him in movies even like Next of Kin where they kind of put him in a country – setting and he doesn't really pull it off he's not a country guy he's more like a to me now i think he might have been from texas yeah but he seems like a like a california kind of guy yeah like i was just gonna say california i remember and i can't remember if it was at this time or when it was oh well well, okay he had that he had a big song remember when he sang she's like the wind in my (laughs) yeah yeah okay yeah he had a big song, and then one time we saw this, my sisters and I, and we're laughing our ass off. It was on Entertainment Tonight or something, and it was when – now, when he did that song, it wasn't like – he didn't have to have a lot of range to, to sing that song. And um, he um, – they showed a clip. He was at this concert. It was Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin Brothers Band, and the big thing was in the middle of the concert, Patrick Swayze rode a fucking horse – down the aisle of the concert and then he gets off the horse and he goes up on fucking stage and they were sing- they sing a song and he sings along with them and you know okay when you're in the studio and you're singing the song that's pretty much you know it doesn't you don't have to have a great voice to sing it or anything but it's, you know it's a nice love song or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. he got up there and he i don't know it might have been because like he couldn't hear himself like sometimes <laughs> if you can't hear something he was he was really off and and he was I, I don't know what it was but it, it just it sounded he really was it was embarrassing oh. and my sister said oh my god I feel so sorry for him because he just said we were laughing because he sounded like shit but he was totally off key and everything but I don't think he could I think it was like he couldn't hear himself yeah, or something it's one of those deals you can really tell I felt sorry for Swayze Swayze I felt sorry I mean you're dead now but man you seem he seemed like a really cool guy yeah I know, you know good guy family man and shit. <laughs> the um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I, I I took this particular note. I said thirty five minutes left, not enough meatloaf. Thirty more, yeah. thirty four minutes and thirty seconds left. There he is to tease me. <laughs> I literally forgot about him. I know what that. So the there's a the kind of a shocker at the end. By that point, I was like, "Oh right, he's still not that. That has still hasn't been resolved." <laughs> right, and and I didn't think they were going to. I thought it was kind of like maybe they they just kind of uh, gave up. <laughs> well, just kind of you know he his maybe his character wasn't as big, but it it was shocking. I mean, I was like, "Fuck," <laughs> you know, caught me um, off guard. I, I did like how during the chase at the end they actually show the dog's face like he was going to have any expression at all. Yeah. And you know what? And also, you know, I, like the uh, dog's going to be a bug. 
I know, you know, I've heard people say this a million times, and I probably believe it's true to an extent, is that, you know, there's no bad dogs. It's, you know, these people get these pit bulls and stuff and make them mean. They are aggressive against uh, some of them, or aggressive against other. I've seen some of them that were with, you know, other dogs and never have a problem with them, but some of them are aggressive against other dogs. Some of them are aggressive against other people. So it's like a human being. I mean, shit, some of them are crazy and some of them aren't. But when that little girl was letting that pit bull was like licking her face and all this and that and everything. Oh my God. I had just looked up these pictures uh, the other day. And for some reason I was trying to find a picture of a pit bull. And when I did the Google search, all these, they showed up, there was a bunch of pictures on there of little kids with great big gash, like, like stitches and stuff all over their it. face. Yeah. yeah. And I started thinking, I was like, Jesus Christ, here's Swayze. Hey, I just got this. And that dog was fucking vicious. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was not. <laughs> After being locked <laughs> up in the goddamn trailer there. with an explosion going into the, I mean, blowing up the back of the truck. And it's... He's Maybe probably. that scared the piss out of it, and it decided it wasn't going to be. Behaving. He went straight. He went straight after that. He, he scared, was like, scared straight. <laughs> he's like, "Oh my god, I, I'm never going to bark again. I'm sorry." But Swayze had. He always looks like when when he's trying to be earnest, and like I said, he wasn't smiling or nothing. He wasn't happy. Uh, he looks like he's got the shit, or not the shits, like he's constipated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not quite Wahlberg scowl, but like. Sort of, I don't know. He always looked like he was constipated to me he, when he was he cauterized that. a wound old fashioned style in this one. Although yeah, I hate that. That's so cliche. He like, did say he did say he learned it in prison. I don't know why you would learn how to cauterize a wound with gunpowder in prison. Did you ever see a goddamn fucking uh, uh, <laughs> western where I mean they do that all the time? It's just like. Uh, I, I'll just fucking take a bullet and get the gunpowder and pour it in there. Well, th- that's not going to work like every time on every kind of wound. I think you would only need that if you had an artery that was fuck, fucking touching. <laughs> sealed it up, man. Yeah, because, I mean, hell, I, I cut my fucking knee open uh, on a piece of pipe one time, and there was hardly any blood. You could see down it. You could see the sinew and the fucking bone <laughs> and everything else, and there was no blood. So if you don't hit the fucking artery, it's not like, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, 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 let's, 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 let's rate it. What about Meatloaf's bolo tie? <laughs> Meatloaf needed a little crazier of an outfit, and they needed to touch on the coupon thing more often. Like, every time they showed him sitting, waiting in his truck, he needed to be clipping coupons. That was fucking, I, that, that was a little touch that I thought was, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is up with this? Was he like obsessive compulsive, or was he just thrifty? He's thrifty. He liked to shop at Winn-Dixie, so. Do you have Win Dixie there? No, we don't have Piggly Wiggly either. I think there was a Win Dixie in a uh, in Gator. Speaking of, we'll throw it back to the Jerry yeah. Reed thing. I think they Do they still w- have Piggly Wiggly? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I used to love when we'd go to Myrtle Beach, and we, I, I was like, "Oh my God, let's get the Piggly Wiggly." Yeah. I don't know why. I just thought it was cool, the the little logo, and and you know, we we don't have anything called Piggly Wiggly. I thought it was a funny name. Well, we can we can get into our ratings here. You want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Uh, you can go first. I will give this a six. Six. Yeah. Oh, I give it a seven. Uh, well, goddamn! I had fun with this. Uh, you know, it's it's for me, it's a solid movie. And if a seven point five is like three stars, it's a little less than that. But I had fun with it. Um, I had I had actually seen this before, so <laughs> this is my second time watching it, and you know, hey, the stunts are enough to to carry it through for me. Um, yeah. I like Swayze. You well, know. Like I said, I, it's, for me, it was like it would be it was just a, like a, a a an average movie. 
the stunts uh, brought it up. it up to a six, and okay. maybe a little bit more now. But I'm just going to say six. I'm not going to delve too deep into it. Oh. I think that Swayze, uh, he he wasn't. Um, he was just blah. I mean, I know he was trying to be stoic and everything, but it would have been kind of cooler if he had been a little bit more badass. Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he just didn't want to be there. And yeah, and it, and that's how I felt. It was like kind of like, eh, okay, you don't want to be there, motherfucker. But guess what? You are there. Why not? Now, if that would have been like Stallone or you know, they would have had some more charisma. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. He had his. You know, I don't know. And I, and I thought Randy Travis did a decent job too. He wasn't. As I was. I I thought when I heard he was in this, I thought, oh Jesus Christ, he's gonna. Make, <laughs> he was honest to God. He was not a bad actor. No, well, not great, bad. but I mean, he. It, you know, he was pretty good. Yep. So six and a seven. Uh, let's take a break and come back and do a voicemail. How about that? <laughs> Sounds good to me. We'll be right back. No one would have believed in the first years of the 21st century that Hammer Films were being watched from an entertainment standpoint. No one could have dreamed that Amicus films were being scrutinized as someone with a microscope studies creatures that swarm and multiply in a drop of water. Few men even considered the possibility that this area of film still had anything to offer. And yet, across the gulf of space, minds immeasurably superior to our own regarded this podcast with envious eyes. And slowly and surely, they drew their plans against it. The Hamicus Podcast. Hammer and Amicus, and every tenuous link in between. Hamicus.com and iTunes. Cheers. Yeah, Breaker 1-9, this here's a rubber duck. Yeah. Big Ben, come on. Oh, yeah, 10-4, Big Ben, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to fly. By golly. Yeah, it's a big 10 four there, Big Ben. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive. She sakes Looks alive. Like Looks like we got us a con. Motherfucker. It was a dark of the moon on the 6th of June in a Kenworth pulling logs. Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. Reefer! We was heading for bear on I-10 about a mile out of Shaky Town. I says, Pig Pen, Shakes it, pickle over this year's doctor's all have a hammer down. We have handles. Of course, they're stuck in the sides of the I, I love the uh, episode of Simpsons where Homer's singing that song into a microphone. <laughs> uh, we're back from break. We talked all that. I had 85 trucks and all. I'm eating a week old bagel and that motherfucker is chewy. <laughs> Smokies was thick as bugs on a bumper. Where did I say Shaky Town was? He said Shaky Town. I know. I don't remember. Um, one time I was dating this bitch. She wasn't a bitch to start with, but she ended up being a, an asshole and a piece of, well, I don't know. She was just a, I don't know. Los Angeles. But anyway, I had a company car from where I worked. 
So she would drive my car while we were dating. Well, then she decided to go and do things that caused us to break up. Like suck somebody else's dick. <laughs> so she had my car. And um, I can't remember what it was. I, um, I had to... Um, I had to... I, I think I got the car back and... I left it at my mom and dad's house because my dad's car broke down or my mom's car broke down. So they had my car. Well, then in the meantime, this company that I was working for, they sold the company to another company and we didn't have company cars. So I I needed my car. So my friend Rick drove me 100 miles uh, to go get my car at my mom and dad's. We were coming back across, uh, it's Route 50, but I mean, you know, in the middle of the night. I mean, it was probably midnight. And he was behind me. And uh, when you used to go across there, there you could only pick up one radio station. And because everything else was just dead, there was nothing out through there. It was like a fucking prairie or something. And on the radio, so what I was listening to on the radio, he was listening to on the radio. And the fucking movie, or this movie, the song Convoy came on. <laughs> And he said, I knew exactly when, when it said, uh, so he crashed the gate doing 98 and said, let the truckers roll. I fucking, when that that line of the fucking thing came up, I floored it and I was going like 120 <laughs> miles an hour. He was right on my ass. He goes, I knew the exact part of that song when you were going to punch That's it. Awesome. And we laughed our asses off. So anyway, that was our trucker thing. Now, what I was going to say, and then we'll get off this fucker, listen to this goddamn voicemail and get the fuck off this goddamn Skype shit, um, is now, have you ever heard of this legend of the black dog never, before never, this movie? Never, <laughs> never. Me neither. And they sold it like it was the goddamn gospel, you know. Um, I have driven... Like, well, I just posted the other day when I went to my mom and dad's over Memorial Day weekend riding my fucking motorcycle. I was coming back, falling asleep, riding my motorcycle. That's not good. And it was scary. Um, But I've driven my car, whether it's goddamn 500 miles to the fucking beach and been half falling asleep. And I have never seen a goddamn fucking black mutt running right at my car as I was drifting off. Um the what I did appreciate is in the credits that was an actual dog. It wasn't like CGI or anything. Yeah, they just ran it over. <laughs> that was actually what the, fuck? the trainer was actually listed. So nice. Um, or was that the trainer of the goddamn? No, that that, that one had a that was in the back. Of that the one train. had a separate trainer. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! Uh, so it wasn't a person. It was a company. So, but it was like so, they mentioned the black dog as, as part of the yeah. Yeah, Shaky Town is Los Angeles because of the earthquakes. Yeah. Uh, um, they had 85 trucks and all. They had a roadblock up on the road, leaving them bare wall, wall to wall. That was uh, Jerry Reed singing convoy. Uh, C.W. McCall, who did the was the singer of the song Convoy, which was a huge hit. Uh-huh. He didn't even exist. There was no C.W. McCall. It was some dude, and he just used the name C.W. McCall. That wasn't even his fucking name or anything. Probably something really boring or something, something yeah. Polish that people couldn't pronounce. Hey, what? Like like Mike Shashevsky for the Duke, Duke's coach. If if somebody uh, that Krasuski. yeah no, yeah, it's one of those names. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Krasuski. Yeah. How the hell they get Shashevsky out of that? 
And I don't like him anyway. Fucking Fuck him in the ass. You like him? No. What a dick. He's an asshole. No, he's the enemy. I can't like him. I'm telling you what, I do not like coaches uh, that that the the media and the fans get off on that they're okay, like uh whether it's Shashevsky or Bobby Knight or somebody like that, when they act like a, a fucking three year old kid throwing a temper tantrum, I mean, okay, I could see every once in a blue moon, but when it becomes like their gimmick and people over like they said Bobby Knight fucking punched guys and uh, broke his own son's fucking nose, uh, did all this shit. He's an asshole. He sounded like a fucking abusive dick who got away with anything so he could get away with murder. I don't give a fuck. I'd have, that fat fuck would ever punch me in the nose. He'd have been <laughs> eating his goddamn teeth, old bastard. Uh, so uh, Now I'm fired up. So feedback. Let's listen to this feedback goddamn this feedback. Week. Oh, wait. We actually have one. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, we put out the word. We put out the word, and we got a turd. Yeah, I mean, we got a, we got a voicemail. I wonder who it could I be. I don't know. Let's see. Oh, we did the news report update. So no. just no vulture, and I'm just a little perturbed. You guys are recording yeah. one day early, and that's just throwing me off. I've got a <laughs> got a call while you're recording, and hopefully this gets in on time. I get oh, a call and talk about a Lifetime movie that's going to be in the movie and alien book. So I'm not going to talk too much, but I got to bring it up because it's an F. It's a failure. Almost a fun failure, but maybe the first half. It's called Cyber Seduction, His Secret Life. And it's about a boy, a teenager named Justin, go figure, who gets a internet <laughs> porn. Kind of sounds familiar. And it ruins his life, except uh, it's not the porn that's ruining his life, despite the fact that's what they want you to believe. He was watching porn from the beginning of the film, and he was being very successful. The only time his life started to tumble... Was that anybody start? Everybody started making him feel like an outcast because of that, and because he was being forced to kind of like stay in a relationship with uh, Lindsay Fonseca, actually, who was in a Hot Tub Time Machine and Kickass, was Kickass's girlfriend. Um, but you know, he, he he's you know made to stay in this. It felt like he needs to be in this relationship because she doesn't want sex, which is perfectly fine. She's not ready for sex. She's not ready for sex. Um, but he is. But you know, because that's how a good relationship is, and I'm like, and that's what's making that relationship worse and him worse and. Yada yada yada. It's just it, it's lifetime bullshit. Of everything is porn's fault, but it's not. It, it starts out kind of funny, like the original Reefer Madness, where it's like, oh, that damn marijuana, like it, it's to the extreme. But then it just kind of becomes frustrating. Go figure. In a lifetime movie, frustrating <laughs> and forced and contrived and not getting exactly that pussy. What they want and having no purpose and easily be able to deba- debatable. Hmm, doesn't sound like a lifetime movie to me. Anyway. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, I wanted to bring up, uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up, there's a mayor, one of the teachers, because Justin's mother talks to the teacher, and apparently her life was ruined by pornography, internet porn. Oh, no, 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 let me explain something to you. Her husband, her marriage failed because of internet porn. Yes, her husband definitely started watching a lot of internet porn, or at least some. From, from my understanding, it didn't sound like a lot, it sounded like some. But the problem was, she's seen a problem, she didn't, that's where their marriage started to fail. It has nothing to do with the porn itself, it could be for anything. Any type of fucking addiction could be chocolate chip cookies for crying out loud. The problem was they had a lack of communication in that marriage, and what they felt was right and wrong were two completely polar opposites, and that automatically should have ended that marriage or that relationship well before an engagement. But either they lied to themselves or lied to each other because they don't mention it much. There are times they mention church, so it seems like a you know bunch of Bible thumpers. 
So sounds like Justin is really angry really about porn, people saying even though he watching porn is bad. Place up for sex life, he just didn't want any. But whatever, he wasn't for starters. Also, ladies, uh, I, uh, if you don't like internet porn, I get that. But wouldn't you rather your husband be addicted to porn than instead of going out and cheating on you? I'm just saying, sauce are two evils, in my opinion. Well, at least if he was out uh, cheating on you, he wouldn't be a loser. For, uh, very slightly. Uh, you know, realistic, and I liked was Justin's father because when his mother, w- you know, when his, his wife wakes him up, like in the middle of the night, to say, you know, she called, you know, Justin catch a porn, and he goes, okay, whatever, and just goes back to bed, and then he kind of looks like that's normal. But they kind of contradict that later because the more that Justin gets addicted to it, the more he kind of says he has a problem. And yeah, I get maybe it's more because of the addiction aspect of it. And the fact that his little brother started getting into it, but it's still like, come on, dude, you know, you should be defending this guy. I shouldn't have posted that we were fucking doing the show. It's just, it's it's a lifetime movie, I guess you'd say. Uh, I ask for it. It's blasphemy. It is funny, especially in the beginning, but it kind of comes redundant. In the near the end, there's like uh, confrontation with the school. Granted, I guess small law school fucks aren't supposed to look good, but this one kind of looked like a blowfish, so I don't know if I would have completely went for it. But the school sluts friends and Justin. I'm fucking lost. I have no idea. Kind of out of nowhere, just doesn't fit into the story at all. Blowfish. Let it it play out. Just shouldn't have. It's. It's a ba- it's a baffling type of film. Uh, it wasn't extremely painful, and it's more of a less funnier version of a movie than Alien. More Fart. of a me just kind of like every time they try to blame porn, I'd actually go on like the long paragraph diatribe and like, hey, listen, all right, this is how it is. It's not the porn; it's you people. But it's not society. It's society. Boarding early, and which I'm what about violent, me? So what about Raven? And but the good work, and I'm going to try to watch Highball and. Or I was going to try to watch Highball. When you're rolling. Watch it. Oh, wait. He won't listen to this before. All right. He can't hear us. Watch what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Does Martin Martin TD have a picture of Bad News Brown as his default photo? He does. Nice. Yeah. Um, Sean Martin TD. So cool. Thanks, Girl. Justin. That, yeah. Uh, I, Thanks, I don't Justin. know how you can sit through fucking Lifetime movies. I watch them sometimes. Oh, God, they're they're so fucking bad because no 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 that one with when Rob Lowe played uh, uh, the guy uh, the, the cop that killed his the real life cop that kills his uh, wives. Good stuff, huh? What was his name? I can't remember what that fucker's name was. And he didn't even know it was Rob Lowe. And then the one with Tiffany Amber Thiessen, where her husband was a pervert and she has her big titties. Dude, she, that, some of that shit is good. I, I think I've mentioned this before with Alyssa Milano, but when some when some women like I, I like I, I never want to say that women should definitely get boob jobs. It definitely helped some uh, celebrities and Tiff Tiffany Amber Thiessen is one of them because they did a great yes. job and she's Ooh. hotter. So did uh, Alyssa Alyssa Milano. Same one. Uh huh. Mm, yeah. I'll tell you what, Daddy. <laughs> I like him to do. Oh yeah. No, she. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that was it for feedback. <clears throat> feedback. Um, while we're talking about feedback and stuff, um, I want to thank uh, Ryan on the uh, while we're on the show here. Um, he illustrated this kind of video game uh, version <laughs> of me and Zom. Um, Ryan has done the the banner. He did the banner. Of, uh, that we had before with uh, Zom and I standing in big lots where Zom punches friends with benefits out of my hand. Um, I don't know which shot. He did the Sylvan Gold, like Dawn of the Dead poster. 
And now he's illustrated this kind of pixelated uh, 8-bit looking uh, game where the cinemasochist is standing and throwing shitty DVDs at Zom and I while we try to collect cheese to power up. <laughs> <laughs> Very clever. Yeah. Very and, creative. Um, so uh, we're hopeful, it would be cool if we could actually get this turned into something. Um, we don't just have like normal normal uh, fans. We have like fucking artist fans. Yeah. We're in a, this is the intellectual. We got, we got Justin writing a book and they're fucking uh, or compiling a book and we got a uh, we got, and a porn addiction. We got, uh, with this, battling a battling a crippling porn addiction. We have, <laughs> we, <laughs> it wasn't a lifetime movie. He, it was this, it was like his old journals. He went back and read for that review. That's bullshit. I mean, they're saying this like fucking porn addiction is bad and shit. But you know what? If that marriage would have went bad anyway because you know if she can't stand by her man, you know that's bullshit. Because you know if I'm like, dude, if you, okay, if you listen really no. closely in the background of that voicemail, you would have heard like. <laughs> um, Oh, it's all right. Justin's but yeah, Ryan, a great illustrator, <laughs> and uh, you know, and uh, we had Blake draw that other thing for us that was on um, notebook paper. That was pretty awesome too. That we had up for a while. So, yeah. but you know what? The, 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 those people like that are 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 crushed under the weight of the people that are. You know, I think I'll find a picture of a chopped up dick and put it on a fucking Facebook page. <laughs> One more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I can't believe we didn't even have one fucking meatloaf song in this fucking podcast. Hey, Somebody's falling down on the job. Hey, it was early. <laughs> if I did it tonight, I might have. I might have done meat. I was going to do meatloaf, Randy Travis, and Jerry Reed, but you didn't give no respect to I have, uh, the Travis or the loaf. I'll tell you what. I don't even own any meatloaf music. So, is it true that you think that you are the that you are the one and only loaf, and that you sabotage this whole podcast because you you know because of meatloaf? You don't have bad out of hell. Mm-mm. Jesus Christ, get bad out of hell, dude. Yeah, I know, and I should. And, and the, the Jerry Reed song I actually had to download off YouTube because that was not none of his albums. I don't know where that was. Yeah, I, I was looking for the lyrics to that and I couldn't find it. Um, so oh, that's so gross. What? Oh, who the oh, <laughs> the breastfeeding looks like Lulu from fucking uh, Hee Haw getting breastfed by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just going to say something, and it would have been totally inappropriate. And one of our uh, favorite people would be mad. <laughs> she got some big old nips. Oh, when you high rolling. Oh, that's it for the show this week. Um, next week, uh, what? What? We are uh, we're doing uh, we're doing Eurocrime out of Italy. So we're doing a, a yeah. couple Eurocrime movies that d- take place out of Italy. Uh, they're still Italian. Well, at least partly Italian, um, but uh, but take place somewhere else. So we're doing we're going to do a special magnum for Tony Saita, uh, or Shadows in an Empty Room. If you're looking it up on IMDb, yes, got Stuart Whitman. Stuart Whitman, yes, directed by Alberto De Martino. It also has John Saxon yes. and Martin Landau and Tissa Farrow. Tissa, Tissa, the Saxon. Um. And we're going to do Bloody Friday from 72, um, not starring anyone that I really recognize otherwise, um, but this is, a, it was a, this is a combination. Oh, uh, the first one, T- Tony Saito, that takes place. It's also called Blazing Magnums, by the way. Um, Blazing Magnum. It also takes, it takes place in Ottawa. Um, Bloody Friday, this is a co-German-Italian uh, Eurocrime um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that'll be fun. This, uh, that one's from 72, takes place in Germany, so... 
Yep, some Eurocrime fun next week. Plot keywords. Violence, beautiful woman, escape, bank robber, Germany. Uh, they threw that in there, too. I don't know how to spell that, but it's in there. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you can always send us feedback at 206-339-1600. Sarah J. says, you want to slip your meat in my wet hole? <laughs> Which hole is it? It says, now you'll be able to. I'm getting my own fleshlight. That's one of Will's favorite people. I like I like I, should, I like fleshlights. I don't own one, man. but they look kind of cool. Oh, didn't we talk about the fleshlight needs a butthole on the back? Like it needs to be able to turn it around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. that would be awesome. Well, if we did. It's a good idea. Um, uh, you can also send us emails: silvergoldpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, enter the fucking David Coverdale here fleshlight. I go again let contest. Me t- yeah, you let jerks. Me Here's the deal. I have three things, and I'm going to tell you what they are. If you do – okay, you you have to – it's the David Coverdale – or it's White Snake yeah. karaoke contest. Here I go again. You have to call in, state your name, where you're from, and um, sing your karaoke version of the David Coverdale song – or David Coverdale song. White Snake song performed by David Coverdale. Uh, here I go again. I have a giant ass poster uh, from the Dolph Lundgren movie Blackjack. Nice. I have I want that. the DVD <laughs> of the movie Blackjack, starring Dolph Lundgren. And can I, this I have. Can huh? I enter this contest? No, you cannot. Because you snubbed Meatloaf. Uh, <laughs> and I also have the. DVD of the movie that I had expressed was one of the worst movies I have ever seen called Goliath. <laughs> That's three movies. So you guys that are scared to death that you're going to get something in the fucking mail. <laughs> That's what I didn't want to say what the fucking things were. And actually it probably would have been a lot smarter to give away um, the blackjack poster and DVD when we reviewed Blackjack. <laughs> eh. But that for some reason fell through the cracks. We were going to do that. That's why I got them. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do it eventually. Make it- but I will say this. This contest will not end until... We have at least three entrants that we could pick best, second best, and worst from. And you get to choose out of the three things. If you win... You get to choose the, the the one thing that you want. <laughs> or if you're Justin and you enter, we will send you the Goliath DVD. The Sarah J. Fleshlight. Used. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to Will first and he'll fill it with his man goo his maple, maple syrup. syrup. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, 206-339-1600. SilvaGoldPodcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes. Uh, SilvaAndGold.com. I got to go get ready for work. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, yeah, so that's it for us this week. Uh, oh, yeah. Send us, make us some, uh, write us some iTunes views and join the Facebook group. Yeah, we have a website now. It's Facebook.com slash group slash SilvaAndGold. Oh. Come in and come and look at some fat titties, some dicks, and some movie posters. Yeah. Um, so that's it for us this week, Zom. Do you have anything else, sir? Um. Uh, 
I, I don't have anything. I'm going to go watch some movies. I, I, well, no, I, maybe, well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. All right. Well, until See then, you later. this is Loaf Eat. Zombie. Convoy.